Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. What's up, donkeys? Happy Wednesday. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. You can listen to us on 910 The Fan in Richmond, and we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. Wherever you go, you can take us with you with that Odyssey app. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network, brought to you by our friends at Crop Metcalf. They're the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies, looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. All you have to do is visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. We thank you for tuning in this Wednesday morning, January 17th, 2024. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Eric Bickle. Are those glasses like the transition ones, or are they – what are those glasses? Are they just like regular glasses? Regular glasses. I usually just use them to drive, but I've had this pink eye problem now for like a week, so I'm just All using right. them to basically so cover you, up. But you can read your computer with them? Glasses. Not great. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm just trying to figure it out. Are you, because, yeah, they're for distance. They're for distance. They're, they're a lot of questions. Are you using medicine for the pink eye? Yes. We actually oh, okay. blew through the medicine. <laughs> so you no longer have medicine? Or no longer have medicine. I mean, I have <laughs> – I have stuff that I've bought over the counter now. You can't ride over the counter. Yeah, the antibiotics. I think, it's a, I think it's just a time thing. Glasses. Johnny Kingsolville's here. I am. How, you are hello. bundled up. <laughs> it's hot in I mean, here. I mean, it was 11, God, it was cold. It was 11 15, degrees. It's 15 degrees. <laughs> Wind chills, it's when I left, single digits. I mean, my, my battery, it barely. It was it was a trick to turn was that, that thing your, over. The electric silly? No, this is a gas-powered gas guzzler. Uh, and Bishbucks, you've got your capital drywall. Jacket yeah, on. This is one of my warmer coats. Nice. I, I needed some something warm this morning. Got out, went outside, warmed the car up for twenty minutes. Yeah, but you're you're a juxtaposition. <laughs> you have your warm coat, but your vineyard vines hat with the palm trees. It's making it's making me feel like I'm like well, I'm, I, I'm sitting poolside. I gotta somewhere. tell you, the only reason I'm wearing this hat is because I forgot a hat. Okay. I walked out of the garage without a hat. Right. And I have one hat in my trunk. Okay. And that's the one. That's <laughs> this one. Hey, it, I was driving to. Huh. I was about a mile from my house, and I said, oh, geez, I forgot a hat. It's taking me away. Got to wear the Vineyard Vard uh, Vines hat. It's taking me away to a tropical place. I I wish I I was in the tropical. Don't you wish you were in a tropical place right now? Uh, 20 minutes of warming up your car, though. That seems excessive. 
Yeah. Oh, I did a good 10 to 12 minutes of warm-up. Maybe, maybe not 20. It was about at least 15. Well, one of I the great... want that blicky to be nice and warm when I uh, sit down in it. Yeah. Well, the great thing is, uh, you know, I got my new X5 and BMW's to be back, BMW Fairfax. Mm-hmm. Um, Such a sick it's car. Got the, uh, it's got to hit the button three times, remote start. <laughs> ah, yeah. My previous version didn't have it. Very but, good. Oh, it's so nice. Very fonts. I can just sit there in the kitchen, hit it <laughs> yeah. three times. I don't have to Perfect. run out there like lurch in my, uh, <laughs> my robe and yeah. my socks. Yeah, no, it's not fun. And it's crazy. Next week, next Thursday, Friday is going to be almost sixty. It's just the weather's just. When nuts. is that next? Friday? Next week, yeah, late next week. So about I got to go to Massachusetts. Have you guys ever been? I mean, obviously, I've been. To I've been to Massachusetts once, but I, I got to go to Boston Holy Cross, Boston many times. <laughs> I got to go to yeah, I've been to Boston many times, but I got to go to Holy Cross. I don't know where the hell that is. Is, is, that, is that, somewhere that, Am, in, is that somewhere? Amherst? Where I don't is, know. Where is Holy I haven't, Cross? I, I got to go next weekend, and I haven't booked my flight. Ooh. I've always thought it's in Boston, by the way. It's in a different, totally different city. A, you might be right. I don't know. I've driven to Boston and it's I've flown Wo- to Boston. It's I, in Worcester. Worcester, Mass. Worcester. So Rich, Rich Gedman, Rich Gedman, former Red Sox catcher from Worcester. Worcester? I, yeah. Um, but i got to get on that. I haven't even yeah, booked anything. You better Honestly. get on it, brother. I'm guessing Worcester's just outside of Boston, but I could be wrong. I don't know oh, The Boston Logan Airport. I'm never going there again, <laughs> by the way. There's another airport. It's like an hour away. That's the that's the one to go to. My Uber guy was telling me. The Boston Airport, the Logan International, it's always crowded. The uh the get rental car spot there is a disaster. Okay. So just stay away from Logan. What, no, Worcester's an hour and twenty from Boston, so it's not that's just that. I've successfully stayed away from Logan my whole life. <laughs> you have. Yeah, that airport. To, yeah. I'm so. with Cakes. The only time I've been to Boston was when we Sam Adams sent us out. <laughs> yep. And we did a couple shows from the brewery. That. that was it. Yeah. We yeah. won free beer for a year. Had one trip. <laughs> right. Free beer. I can't believe. Think about it. It's 15 degrees here. Mm-hmm. And think about it. Like it's got to be like 10 degrees, five degrees, like in Poughkeepsie, where my son is. Probably. Those guys are out there. You know, six in the morning. I don't even know how they're doing it. Like. Oh, they're outside. Yeah. Well, they got, they got, they, yeah, they do tour days right now. They don't have an indoor facility. Got their nope. tights on, tights and, and hoodies. <sighs> I can't even. I would guess. I can't even imagine. I'd quit. <laughs> yeah, you probably would. I'd quit. Yeah. <laughs> Ten degrees. Not cut out for. No, I would never tell my son that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, deep down between you and I, yeah, yeah, I'd quit. Right. <laughs> I'm not going out there. Fifteen oh, degrees at seven condi- in the morning or whatever it is. Conditions. Are you kidding? Yeah. Jason, did you watch 13. True Detective? I did not. Because uh, we're talking look, about look, snow and look at, cold. Look at me, Jason. Completely forgot. <laughs> look, look at me. What, what are you, I know. What are you I got, I'll, I'll try and. You, you said you were going to send me a I text. I did. I forgot to send you a reminder text. I, I need to send you a reminder text to send him a reminder. <laughs> probably need that. Right, yeah. i got to watch it. I definitely got to get on that. But I watched the first period of the Caps last night. Very good. And I claimed it was a must win. Remember, we had Locker on mm-hmm. yesterday. I watched that thinking of you. Yeah, must win. Uh, I thought I thought there was a lot of energy in that first period. Mm-hmm. Um it just seemed like both teams were playing really fast, and Kemper was in in goal. Camps and obviously shut out the uh, the Ducks. Had to beat the Ducks offensively. They you know they weren't great, but got the win. That's what they needed. So um, Tommy Wilson pots an empty netter. Yep, to get to the two goals. Darcy turned away twenty four shots. Who scored yeah, the first goal? Uh, Ethan Bear. Bear. Yeah. Ethan Bear gets Bear. on the score sheet. First goal in basically a year. Like a, was it? I think 366 days. We had company last, last night. Uh, my wife's aunt and cousin 
came to visit, and it was a perfect time to go to Uncle Julio's. Aha, uh-huh, very good. You know what? It was a perfect time because every I've gone on weekends, and there's always an hour wait. I want to mm. say the last two times I've, I've been it's to, to Uncle Julio's. Yeah, as soon as I hear hour, I'm no. literally I'll out wait the door. 10 minutes. Well, yeah, minutes. it's been the deal breaker yeah, yeah. because I want to say the last two times we had gone, and this is several months ago, we ended up going to True Food because we walk in there yeah. and it's a madhouse. And then we're like, we're not waiting an hour or 45 minutes. So we just go over to True Food. But last night, because it was so cold and icy, nobody wanted to go out. Mm -hmm. And so, boop, right in there. Very good. So good. My max weight threshold is exactly 15 15. minutes. (laughs) 15. If I hear 20... I'm out the door. And out. The, the Look, only you know, caveat to that is that I like to take that hard stance too. Yeah. The only caveat to that is sometimes I, I, I have waited for and if they say it's a half hour, and yeah. it's often quicker. It is True. often quicker. But if you, they have a bar you can sit at it, sometimes it's not bar, bad. But it's you also want to have re, you just want to have resis. You just want to have resis so you don't have to worry about yeah. A, yeah. an actual weight. Right. A reservation. Correct. Yeah, reservation. You have to say resis now. <laughs> yeah, resis. You, yeah, you got to have your resis. <laughs> you got to. You got to be cool. Come on, man. <laughs> and by the way, get back it. to the caps. You know we have Coach Carbs on every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love having him on after wins. Correct. After losses, uh, it's not fun. <laughs> it's it's more fun after dubs. Yeah. Did Ovi Certainly. end up playing last no, night? No, no. Negative. Third straight, third straight missed game. He's out. Yeah. And they play tomorrow against St. Louis here. Right. Yes, that is correct. Is it, is it a lingering injury? I don't know. I saw he kind of got like hit from behind like four or five games ago. He Do you remember tang- his leg? He got tangled legs up got tangled with, up. I think it was one of the Stahl brothers in, I believe it was the Hurricanes game. Yeah, I watched that. So his last, I was a little concerned about him. His last appearance was in the Kraken game. Yeah. So so he played a game after. Played a game after, and then I, he, he sat out He did get tangled since. up before. He missed both he Rangers games and, yeah. Yeah. and last night. Yeah. I saw him get tangled up, and I got a little bit nervous for him. Sure. Mm-hmm. But he's such a beast. But your wheels, I don't care how tough you are. If your wheels are banged up, it's hard. Got to take a rest. Go. Yeah. Well, you Got to recuperate. Yeah, you just can't go. But that um, was So right now they've got 48 points. They're so bunched up in the Metro right now. They're bunched up, but the top three teams are starting to pull away in the Metro. Mm-hmm. Rangers, Flyers, Hurricanes, they're all in the 50s. Pens and Caps and uh, Islanders are all tied at 48. So they got to start. they got to put together a stretch where they win four or five in a row. I, kept grasping, I don't know if they're good enough to do that, but that's what they need. I kept grasping that they, they had games in hand on people. Those are, those are kind of shrinking because the Hurricanes played one more, and mm-hmm. they have five more points. And Flyers have played... Two more, and they're sitting six points above the Caps. Yeah. There's still some wiggle room there. But a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, the Caps have three or four games in hand against these other teams. That window is shrinking a little bit. When it mm-hmm. comes to the trade deadline, and I'm not sure when it, when it is in hockey, I think will it's they be March, buyers I think or sellers? I think they're sitting in Tweenerville. They're, I mean, they're right on the, the dividing line right now. Like, I mean, they can literally go either way. Like, if they lose three of the next four, you would say... Probably sellers. March eighth. Win three of their four. Buyers. I mean, they're they're right down the middle on that at this point. Mm. It's going to take about another month to flesh out. I think. And the guys they've really drafted are. that were playing in the <laughs> World Cup or whatever yeah. it was, like Ryan Leonard, where they won the gold medal. Yeah. Are those guys like two years away? I, I don't think that that they're going to be helping the big club anytime soon. Yeah, they're they're a little bit off in the distance. 
That's good well, to have young, What did Locker say yesterday? There's only seven division games left out of the 41? Uh, I seems think, crazy. I think that's right. 40? Because I think that's of their crazy. next 11 games, zero are against the Metro division. That kind of hurts because those are like four-point swings. I know. So He's got to take care of business on the road trip before the All-Star break, yeah. which is looming. It'd be nice to have the Caps in the playoffs. They're going to yes. be kicking and screaming just to get in. We can't, I think we need it. I mean, just look at the, <laughs> the the hellscape around us outside of the Caps. Well, we'll be able to talk about the NFL draft. Yeah. We'll be able to talk about a new coach probably soon. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into the new GM. So the commanders have a lot of moves to make in this offseason. But, yes, it would be nice to have one of the other locals do something. And we know it's not going to be the Wizards. No. Our, and it's very it's, unlikely it's going to be the Nationals. Our are pinned on the Capitals, making, making a run again. There's something again. cool, even if they don't get out of the first round, it's something cool about a best of seven first round. Definitely. Just to look forward to those games and just grasp. Just grasp for wins. So that's what we're doing now, grasping for wins. Pretty much. Can they put together a four or five game stretch where they go I'd, four and one? I would love to see that. Man. I would love for that to happen. I don't know if they can. It's just weird the the goalie play because like Kemper was solid yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was very and then those other games he was giving up six. You know? He was on he was in a bit of a cold spell for the last yeah. six games heading into last night. Yeah, it's so weird. But if you take the opponent and, you know, consider the opponents not very strong. In that I mean, I mean, still, it's an NHL team. I guess. It seemed it, like but. we dominated possession of the puck. Didn't, didn't, didn't you feel that way, Cakes, when you're watching? Um, felt like we dominated. At least in the first couple periods, yeah. the Ducks kind of came alive in the third, but the Caps definitely pulling them in the first. Like they did nothing in the. Did first you see that period. first fight or the, that fight? Yeah, with Edmondson. Yeah. Or Edmondson or whatever? Yeah. Is Edmondson smaller than the other guy? They kind of made a big. point. They're both like I think they're both like six five. Wasn't really a great fight because they were both just kind of like trying to get their arms free. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made a big deal about is Edmondson a fighter? Does he typically uh, fight? I don't know if he's got a long fighting resume. I uh-huh. think he's I think he's a relatively tough guy. He's a big dude, right? But I don't know how many scraps he's been in. But they made a big deal about it. It was kind of like it was impressive that he took on that other yeah. big ass dude. What, why do the officials sometimes just get right in there and break it up, and then sometimes they let him go? I don't know. It's weird. I don't sure. know when they choose. I don't, that. I don't know the code there. Yeah, for the officials. Because in that fight, they just backed away. Well, you yeah. saw somebody tried to get Mantha to, to they they were chopping each oh, other's it was, legs. Um, it was Stromer's brother, Ryan, oh, Ryan oh, Strom. He's getting chippy with Mantha. Yeah, yeah and he basically he was telling that that's a fight invitation, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when those you just guys, they'll, hack they'll, each they'll other's... slash each other with the sticks every once in a while. like five times. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to drop the gloves. We well, went boom, and they hit you back, boom, boom, oh, boom. It, it would create bitterness yeah. <laughs> when you slash on the leg with the twig. It would definitely hurt. Right. Well, we will talk to Coach Carberry coming up at 7 o'clock. If you got questions for Coach, you can always tweet us at Junks Radio, and we can see if we can weave them in. Also, Larry Kruger is going to join us on the show. He's a longtime Bay Area broadcaster, host of 97.5 The Game and The Krug Show on YouTube. We'll get some skinny on Adam Peters, and we can talk about the Niners playoff matchup as well. And also on the show, I think this would be his first time, definitely as a head coach. Maybe we had him on back in the day when he was playing at George Mason. Tony Skin's going to join us. Nice. He's the head coach Mr. Of- Skin. George Mason basketball. He will join us coming up at 940. You want to chime in throughout the show? You can always call us on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines at 800-636-1067. Same number for the Thompson Creek Windows text machine. 
standard message and data charges may apply. You can always tweet us at Junks Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, in case you missed it, we got a big event coming up on February 2nd at 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater. It is all your favorite DC Sports Radio hosts from 1067 The Fan and Team 980 hitting the stage together. Should be a great time. We'll be talking about the Super Bowl and so much more behind the scenes stories, but it's us, B. Mitch and Finley, Grant and Danny, all the guys from 980 as well. The Rooster, Chris Russell, Kevin Sheehan, Craig Hoffman, the boys from Bitsy's are going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. We hope you can join us Friday, February 2nd at 8 p.m. at the Bethesda Theater. Um, I've told you before, this weekend I'm doing the emceeing of the Polar Plunge. Our friend Kevin Davis, who is the mm-hmm. Fairfax County police chief mm-hmm. asked me to do it and he's browbeat me into actually taking the plunge oh, have you done it before i looked no yeah. and it's Daughter's just into a pool which it's day the, is that it's saturday, saturday oh. at the mosaic oh, it's gonna be oh, 25 degrees i mean it's, yeah. that, it's no fun but yeah but it's not a heated pool i yeah, don't yeah. think no, it's still gonna suck and so Hold i'm on. gonna indoor pool no no it's outdoor outside pool? yeah that's the whole point <laughs> It's a polar plunge. They're raising money for Special Olympics. Uh, fantastic. I think they give the money. They've helped you like I mean? twenty-one thousand yeah. Special Olympic athletes. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a great cause. But I was hoping, not that it matters. I was hoping it might be fifty. Yeah. No. On Saturday, grasping. I looked. I think it was maybe the coldest day of the week, where it's like between twenty-four and thirty-four, or something like that. Oh, it's going to feel colder than that. It's twenties. It's going to be windy and frigid on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is jump in and jump out. Now you'll scream. Correct. It's going to be, be horrific. <laughs> horrific. Well, Chief, I know Chief Davis does pull, it too, right? Plunges and Chief all Davis that. Chief Davis goes in. I think he went in in full. He uni goes in last first. Year. Yeah, he, he. I'm out on that. Maybe it'll Wait. freeze away your pink guy. Maybe there's an up upswing to it. Cakes is obsessed with your pink eye. You don't I, want anything I just to don't do want it. it. I don't, yeah. I don't well, want it. Pink it eye. is very contagious. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's very contagious. But it has to it has to be contagious. Like it's not going to float into my eye, right? I have to touch him or something. No, he can he can touch his scratch his eye, uh, adjust the microphone, and then whoever touches the microphone, right, can contract pink eye. Right, right, right. Just don't touch anything. Yeah, right. I'll never right. touch that microphone ever. <laughs> I know, but he could touch the the water cooler. Yeah, you know, just stay in your little quadrant over right. there. Right. Don't come anywhere near this corner. I feel like if you've had a round of antibiotics, though, it should be that's somewhat proof you killing this it. This is eye drops. I don't know. Yeah, my wife probably... and I just mowed. I'm mowed not looking. What that. time is that on Saturday? I want to say twelve o'clock, something I'm, like that. I should know the exact time. I don't know the exact time, dude. That's a nightmare. Have when fun. everybody was doing the um, the ice bucket challenge, mm-hmm. I'm so terrified of cold water. I refused to do. It. I just donated money. <laughs> right. I would and I, and I know that wasn't very in the spirit of it and everything, but I don't get size for cold. I mean, I'm not the it. biggest fan. Yeah. Like I'm I'm the guy who the first time I go in the pool in the summer, I definitely dip my toe in first. <laughs> I don't, right. I don't just jump in. Right. I, I need to see what I'm in for. Right. Think about how cold it is in, like, June. And he's going to yeah. jump in now. Hey, it's not bad. Up. It's not bad. We Drav and I did this, uh, the mm-hmm. polar plunge, except we did it in the Chesapeake Bay, right. Sandy Point. My daughter's done it a few times. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. 
And it's not just jumping in, jumping out. You'll go like. Well, there you got to run out into it. Well, you don't have to, but a lot of people go and high five the police officers that right. are like 30 <laughs> yards in the uh, in the water. I would mm. never do that. No. <laughs> and then come back. Yeah. It's, not, just, it's not bad. You just, it's. Listen, I'm not. They have, show, they have showers right afterwards for you to warm, warm up. up. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, it's just the moment, the second, the five seconds yeah. of torture. It's just the thought before that. Just the fear. Yeah. Well, these are tougher than me. I don't have. I don't have it. I'm weak. I'm weak. I'm a soft, weak person when it comes to cold. You're not a perfect person like Hoobas thinks I'm not a perfect person. I mean, come on. Who is? I mean, I'm close. It looks like people do jump in with, like, all their clothes. Oh, fully clothed? I I wouldn't do that. That makes it even worse. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Strip down to your bathing suit? I think you jump in with the bathing suit. It's 25 degrees outside. That's what a lot of people do. Yeah. I would do boxers and a T-shirt. I mean, but it's just, it's I think hell I did, on earth. I did a Speedo. You did? Yeah. You went all in. JP, you should do a bit where you find like an old 1920s style men's swimsuit that looks like <laughs> looks like a tank top attached to the to the bathing suit. So it looks do like old, old time. registration day. begins at noon, 1 p.m. is check-in, and there's a costume contest, and then at 1.15 is the official plunge start time. I'm the last one, though. Because I'm supposed to do the MC, and then I'm supposed to jump in, and then can go home. Mm. Right. All right. Do you think anybody's going to care when you jump in? You're a better man than me. Yeah. Better you than us. Yeah. That's true. I'm quite sure I'll never do a polar Thank you for your service. Yeah. You're tough. Emphasis on your. You're tougher than me. I'm I'm not trying to be tough. I'm just, I'm probably just not as good as saying it as no as you guys. I don't don't know if I'm Because I don't know how. I'm not great at it. I'm not even the DeMatha guy. Chief Davis comes here and you you guys went to school with him. He knows I wouldn't do it. Well, originally. And and, and when he asked, it was, you know, November, polar plunge in January, felt so far away. So, yeah, sure, I'll help you out. But you're right. You don't say no very often. All right, so did you guys sit around yesterday and watch? I made a point of having my computer out and watching uh, to watch the, the, presser? the Peter's presser live. I just saw the clips on the news. Uh, uh-huh. Did he say all the right things? I, I mean, guess. I'd like say my did. first impression was he, was he was a much more soft-spoken guy than I had anticipated. Yeah, he was yeah, pretty he, soft-spoken. Very soft-spoken, very... Uh, seemed very humble. Man, how cute are those little daughters, man? They're cute daughters, cute beautiful, wife. Beautiful, beautiful wife. Um... Just it just seemed like a really humble. I expected maybe a little more swagger, but I'm not saying this in a negative way. I think it's great. He just was, and I, I was listening to Ben Standick as I was driving. In. I was listening to his pod, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, he was. It wasn't like Ron trying to win the press conference. He no. was just being average, you know, being a normal guy, humble. Uh, it's like a quiet, medium. It's like a quiet confidence. I, yeah. So I'm sure he's very, and who knows, he could get, he could be totally different behind closed doors. Well, I'm sure he's a tough guy. I mean, he played football at US, UCLA. Yeah. But, but he he's, just. He's probably very confident in what he does. He's got yeah. really nice hair. The yeah. only caveat <laughs> I'm going to say, and this has nothing to do with that, because, you know, you watch him and you, his pedigree is like impeccable. You know, when they, when, they, when Josh took the mic, um, and, and we could play it, hear this clip in a second. One of the things he said was, is that. Uh, you know, he won everywhere he's been, right? Mm-hmm. The guy won in New England, or he's part of that program, part of the program in, in Denver, obviously part of the program in, in San Francisco. <clears throat> Only thing I'll say is, and he's obviously got this great track record of guys he's drafted. I remember when we, it's different. He's not the same character. But when we brought in McLuhan, everybody was like, oh, we finally got a real personnel guy. We finally got a guy. Mm-hmm. And 
All those picks in hindsight were a disaster. A lot of them were. So it kind of goes back to my original statement when I've been down in the dumps that the stars have to align. You got to the right coach, the right GM. Your picks have to hit. Your free agent, you know what I mean? So I saw somebody jockeying McClellan yesterday on social media that he was behind drafting Baker. And they were like, see, this is why McLuhan drafted Baker Well, he Mayfield. did two years of drafts here, and they were literally horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was, a what, Josh, was he Johnson like part draft? of like the Geist yeah. draft? I can't even remember. Some, some of the guys Johnson just didn't work out. Of, um, I don't know if he was still around for Geist. I think that might have been a Bruce Allen helm mm. draft pick. Oh, Darius Geist. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, let, let's yeah. go through some of these clips. Let's start with um, number two, where Josh Harris is talking about why Peters is the choice. And it does see, I agree with you, B. I think the fix was in right off the bat yeah. that the other they guys, were they were him. show ponies. Yeah. They knew who they were targeting. They knew who they wanted and they got him. So here's the owner, Josh Harris. So we set out to find a leader, someone who could take this franchise to the next level and build an elite team that consistently competes for championships. In Adam, I think we have the right leader. He's a winner. Uh, he's made an incredible impact everywhere he's been, starting obviously with uh, the New England Patriots, uh, on to the Denver Broncos where they won a Super Bowl, and then at the San Francisco 49ers. Together, we are committed to restoring this franchise to the highest levels. Adam, again, we're excited you're here, and now time to get to work. Mm-hmm. So initially there were five GM candidates, and then it went down to two between Peters and Cunningham, who was from the Bears. Let's play clip 10 because Josh Harris explains how he's different than the others. Let me just say the one thing where he talks about, and he's giving him credit for New England. He was a scout in New England. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that program won, and so he's been around winners and everything. But I don't think, you know, that he's the reason why they want to ring. He was got Tom Brady. I don't know. He was <laughs> giving Belichick names. Say, hey, these kids okay. are good. Okay. So maybe Listen, I'm not trying to be it. negative. I like him. I'm excited. But just keep going. Wishes he had him running his draft room over the past two or three years instead of him. Right. With yeah, the yeah. results that he's had. Look, he's part of the team. Did you happen to see the clip? I think Grant posted it of the Rams war room when they drafted Puka. Yeah, I've watched I it, it like four times. Yeah. Uh-huh. I get so psyched for it because they're just sitting there and they're, you know, that the Sneed and McVeigh, they just kind of, they, they kind of exactly figure out who this guy is and how they can make him work. And Sneed, especially talking about how Puka, you know, doesn't test well, but when you watch him on the field, he just beats guys, you know, and he's got game speed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good collaboration. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Um, anyway, here's 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 him talking about what was different from Peters than the other candidates. Yeah, look, we we were obviously blessed with the opportunity to talk to many good candidates, and I would say that there were a lot of um, positives of each one of them. And uh, like I said, at the end of the day, uh, the um, you know our 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 vision uh, our vision is really aligned relative to alignment, excellence, focus, work ethic. Uh, and then being very people-oriented in terms of talent. And so, uh, you know, we, we decided to go with Adam. Adam also, uh, even though he's, I guess at 59, I can say someone in their mid-40s is on the young side now, which is mm-hmm. unfortunate <laughs> for me. But notwithstanding his uh, young age, he's been in the NFL for a long, long time, and he, you know, is ready for this. This is really what he was ready to do, and so we sensed that through the process. 
I, I think answer. the biggest thing is that if if the Reds, then Redskins or Washington football team had reached out to Adam Peters two or three years ago, he would have looked at the phone and he would have said, "Who's he, Commanders?" It's like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not taking this interview. Right. I'm not even going to waste my time. Dumpster yeah. fire organization. But they yeah. targeted him. He's the top guy out on the market, and they landed him with the quick. And he's thrilled. And I'm sure we'll play some of the clips just real quick uh, of of Adam talking. Um, I, I'm sure you guys saw that after that presser, Josh was up and I'm sure he flew to uh, Philly and he was there at halftime and he was sitting there courtside the, with Dr. J. They had some sort of deal. Oh, for the Sixers game? Yeah, there was some sort of yeah. thing. And, and and listen, that's obviously – MD owns, balled out. I saw that. Yeah. He also owns, obviously, we know the double. My head would be spinning yeah. if I owned – and I'm sure he's got, got Three different teams. And, oh, my God. Like where do I go? Yeah, what's the schedule? Where but am I going today? That? Like, like the Sixers, like that's a full time job, like times a yeah. hundred. Yeah, but it's it, just like multitasking your three kids when they all had activities. Yeah. It's you just figure part it of out. His portfolio. I know I it's a much <laughs> smaller level, but you're like, okay, I got a lacrosse game over here, got a volleyball game over here, no, I got no, no, a no. piano practice well, here. I couldn't do it alone, and the only reason I can do it is yeah. with my wife. But um, I, I just don't know how my head would be spinning trying to be oversee. Like, I'm just sure he's not doing every single thing, but mm. oversee this organization, yeah. oversee that organization, oversee my hockey franchise. I'm he's just got, got one in England, too, right? Yeah. And they have huh? a soccer team in yeah. England? Yeah. Well, it helps you can jump on the private and huh. just go wherever and get there in 30 minutes. He's a big but delegator. I'd be me- mentally, <laughs> I, I would be Swiss cheese. I mean, I would, there's no way I'd be able to he's do a it. hedgy fund billionaire, and you're not. He's cut out for it, and we're not. I'm not cut off. Yeah, There's that's what no it is. He's, that's just the way he's wired. He's wired correctly. I could run multiple professional elite franchises at the highest now, level. There's probably stuff that we can do well that he can't. It's no. Just... I mean, I could be entertaining. He, he He's not entertaining. There you go. He's a dud. There you but go. that's way easier than managing. But, but my point is, you know, he's been doing this forever. He's been doing this for years. I mean, he's owned these teams. Now, obviously, with Washington Commanders, he just got it. But there's other teams he's owned for years. So he's used to just the you, dynamics of it and the travel. How do you compare? I know beyond the travel, Jason, just the, okay, uh, my personnel guy's not really getting it done here. Or my scouting department sucks over here. Or my, my stadium sucks here. And I need a stadium here. That's well, why I'm sure he's, he's, got, he's, he's got assistance. Yeah, he's, he's got he's help. insulated I, with Ad- advisors and people he trusts to, to help anxiety. him navigate. I have anxiety just And look, he it. doesn't. they don't always make the right decisions. No, I'm sure they screw up. But yeah. still, at the end of the day, he's running successful franchises. I don't know how you do it. Uh, let's get to Cakes' point. He's talking about a couple years ago, Peters wouldn't have picked up the phone. But Peters talked about, clip number 17, why he chose this GM opening. Because he was the hottest name out there. So other teams would have wanted Adam Peters to run their organization. It was everything to me. This opportunity with this ownership group in this place, I can't tell you how much that meant to me and in our family. And that's why when this came up, came about and I got to meet with everybody, right away I was all in. I probably wasn't a very good negotiator, but I told them <laughs> I was all in. And that made it easy for me to, to pass up other opportunities, uh, which were great opportunities as well but this was the best opportunity in my mind in the NFL. I would love to know how the money factors into that decision too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's play clip seven because it's a, it's a similar theme, him talking about why D.C., why the Washington Commanders. Well, everything is the answer to that question. Everything is exactly what a person in my seat would want. Great ownership group, a great fan base, the ability to start new with a new coach, all of those things 
were so appealing to, to me that really going through this process, it was very clear to me at a very early time, right when I met with Josh, this is where I wanted to be. Hmm. So, you know, you've always been kind of reticent to give Josh Harris praise, and he certainly doesn't deserve any yet. Well, I just but don't know. If he, just him being in charge versus Dan Snyder seems to have attracted a really high quality candidate to be the GM. Yes. So far, so good. Well, and then also above that, getting Bob Myers and Spielman in there to kind of put their brains together. I really like the idea of adding Myers. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. Although I think he was there Good decisions on paper. solely to bring in Peters, but yeah. Hey, but if that if that's what it took to it took, help yeah. land him, I like it absolutely. And we did kick around yesterday. Well, now they have the GM. Is he picking the coach, or is Josh Harris picking the coach? Is the advisory board picking the coach? Here's what Peters said, clip number twelve, in terms of what he's looking for in a head coach. We're looking for the best leader for this team for the Washington Commanders. And so uh, we, we have set criteria that we're going to have a, be aligned in that vision. And it's not going to be in a box. It's not going to be offense. It's not going to be defense. It's going to be the best leader for this organization. I think uh, I think in any head coach and any leader, it's just leadership. Leadership, great communication, being able to be honest, direct, and upfront, have all those qualities. And they're all intertwined. But... Those are, the, those are the main qualities. You have to be very smart. You have to be very driven. There's so many different qualities that, that make up a great head coach and a great leader. But really, it's just about being a great person, a great human being that people will follow. Hmm. I don't totally agree with that because I do think that Ron Rivera was a great person. <laughs> he was a great and person, people and people were trying to hype him up as a leader. Yeah. And I think he actually was decent in, in some ways with that. Um, but I, I did find that striking too, because oftentimes organizations kind of go from you know, players coach to tough guy, whatever leader to what offensive guy to defensive guy. We just had a so-called leader. Mm-hmm. It didn't really work out. Yep. Turns well, the biggest thing is bad at coaching, and maybe even worse at picking the personnel. Well, the biggest thing is you got to land the quarterback, and in the end, well, Ron Rivera for four seasons. Could not get that one position right, and that one position drives everything. Well, and it's also the other guys that were in the, the front office, yeah. the Hernies and um, Mayhew. Mayhew. You know, what were they telling Ron? Well, they didn't help that much. That's what I mean. So they could have been telling Ron, you know, the, the, these guys, this is the guy to draft, this right. is the guy to sign. We have to have Emmanuel Forbes. And Ron in the has round. no idea. Right. You know, it's not like he's a college scout mm-hmm. and he's. Listening to all these people that he that he's uh, working with, and they just made bad decisions. Got to take a break. If you want to chime in, 800-636-1067. We're the Junkies. Coming right back. Welcome back. Junkies on 106.7 The Fan. I mentioned um, True Detective because Jason wanted to watch it. I did find this um, tweet funny. And we talked a little bit about this, but somebody, I guess, watched True Detective after we talked about it. Mm-hmm. H. Hernandez on Twitter, and he says, Dude, I just watched the sex scene in True Detective. Hmm. How did Money Metal Cakes actually watch that with his kid and girlfriend? Well, I just, again, the I, sex I, just, scene? I just sat there in my lazy boy in silence and just right. watched. But well, you know what you I would have done? So I mean, you were in the family room the of your house? Yeah, we're in our basement. I mean, in look, your basement. Look, they're, they're adults now. They're right. like 19, and my daughter's is there. She's 21. Like, 
You're watching TV with adults. It's not like you're watching with seven-year-olds. Yeah, like Hold your, up, so it's, it's your, your kid. It's your daughter and her my boyfriend? and my son and his girlfriend. Okay. That was the, the dynamic. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a little awkward. Like, well, uh, I would go to the bathroom. If it was some extended awkward scene, I would yeah. just be, or get, get a snack. When is the, the next time you guys talked? I, I, I heard that Valdez already solved the whole show yeah, after I, one he episode. Yeah, theory. It's, it's not the worst sounding theory that he, he has gave, a lot gave of theories though. I love these, but he he's got a lot, lot of, of theories. Um, crackpot theories. No I mean, doubt. You know, my, I, I got a big brain. <laughs> you, so, know, uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm like Rust Cole. I'm a yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe I'm a crime solver. If, if, if I'll tell you this, if you nailed it, I'll ship you five Venmo dollars oh, at the end. Silly. Yeah, if, if that's if that's the the way it actually plays out. All right, size. Uh, but there was no talking. No, like, but when would be the next time you talk? Like that was probably. Halfway through the episode, maybe three yeah. quarters through the episode, you I mean, obviously don't talk then. But do you say a word five minutes later? Well, no, once no, no, it no. passes, then the the, the, no. the coast is clear. We're <laughs> we're good TV slash movie watchers. You like, don't talk. It's almost almost all silence throughout. Mm. Like I like I want to dial in as to what's happening. Yeah, I want my subtitles. I want <laughs> I want all of it. I'm a subtitles yeah, were guy subti- now. Were there subtitles like moaning? It says moaning underneath. I, you know what? I have to go back Pant- and, and panting and check. There probably were, and I just can't recall. That scene, I'll be thinking about you in your living room with all your kids. Yeah, it was a little bit of an awkward setup. It's fine. Again, we're 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 grown adults. Hey, real quick, we, let's go to uh, process. Uh, let's go to Devin in uh, Rockville. Wants to just chime in on the uh, the Peters situation, Devin? What's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? What's up? Good morning, fellas. Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, like, like, like I was just thinking, as a as a millennial fan, I never we are I we I've been through this. Like everybody scores on their pressure. so now right. it's just, I'm at the point where it's like, let's just see what you do because. At the end of the day, I'm I'm just happy and optimistic because we finally have the opportunity to go get the best available. And why wouldn't this be the best job where you could come with a brand new owner ownership? We are we are a historical franchise, and you could put your mark on it and say I was a part of it. And then we got 90 million cash. Uh, cap room, second pick. Like, why wouldn't he come here? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a no-brainer. But uh, I'm just optimistic for the future. I'm not making no uh, allegations or wins or anything. I just feel mm. like we're moving in the right direction finally, and I'm going to just enjoy the ride. I hope so. The right people. I mean, a lot I of fans so. feel that way. Yeah. But, uh, you do. know, Drab and I were talking about it during the break. Remember how pumped we all were when we hired Scott McLuhan. Mm-hmm. And, we, <laughs> and we said a lot of the same things. Now, we still had Dan. We still had Bruce, and that was a nightmare. Yeah. And turned out ultimately impossible to overcome. But I remember saying, oh, we finally have the right process. We finally have the right guy. We got a football guy making football right. decisions. Well, and also think about and when Scott they dra- we trust. Yeah. When and they, it was a disaster. When they Scott traded jacket. up to draft RG3. Remember how excited fans were? Yeah, sure. RG3. Well, we've been excited a lot of times around here. But, I mean, specifically with that quarterback. Yeah. And... You know, you weren't thinking about how bad an owner Dan was at the time. You were thinking, all right, this is the guy. This is the guy for and, 10 years. And honestly, 
Dan hired uh, McLuhan because ESPN did a piece on him. Oh, I beat three. If you remember that. I wouldn't ESPN remember that. did a big-ass piece on him. Didn't uh, he had, like, all the sheets? They were using his cheat sheet. And so <laughs> yeah, instead of just buying right. the cheat sheet, they right. hired the person yeah, that made the cheat sheet. they say that Bruce was using his little uh, draft pamphlet? I think he did, uh-huh. yeah. To, to make draft picks? I'm God, what a disaster. Let me prepare this guy off this here, this <laughs> crib sheet I got. I peeled off my core's like <laughs> They now, also sure. had a guy though from San Francisco before, Vinny Serrato. Well, yeah. he's, he's now a radio guy. Well, he was. Is Vinny still working in radio? Yeah. I think he is. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's I been actually, pretty successful. I always got a kick out of Vinny. I thought he had a good personality. But Vinny yeah. was. I don't know if he was. Was the GM for the 49ers? Um, I don't, player I don't personnel know what his job title was. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if he had GM player personnel guy. But yeah, that was supposed to be a but big he was one pretty. Here. He was pretty high. But up. people u- universally mocked that one too. Yeah. And because, like, no one hired him after he was let go here, right? Yeah. Did the Ravens hire him at some point? Or he just worked in Baltimore, like, on radio? No, he just works. Was. He does middays in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, middays. He was somebody. promoted to director of player personnel in 95 with the Niners. Right. Remember, yeah. he that worked, I think, at, Golden, uh, or at, at Notre Dame. He was at Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. In San Fran. And we thought we had him. And everybody just m- mocks Vinny. <laughs> I can't remember. Was he given GM... Title, title here. here, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. He was like, remember, he was Dan's guy. He was Dan's racquetball yeah. partner. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> he was fired by Shoddy, right? But then rehired. <laughs> no, it's basically like Eric playing in uh, the same group at Norbeck like, yeah. every day, and then saying, "Hey, why don't you come host the show with <laughs> right. me?" <laughs> right, just some hack golfer coming in, just because <laughs> fouls with him. Right. I, it's just listen, I. I do, I'm excited. I think Peters looks like he's the right guy. It, it makes all the sense in the world, but you know, he's gotta he's gotta deliver. Yeah, you gotta get lucky. Now I'm the sorry. pressure's on. You gotta get lucky. You gotta pick the right guy, quarterback, as JP says over and over and over. Now I don't think it means you absolutely can't win. You probably can't win a big one, but you know you can still find a way to plod through some eight and eight, nine, you know, nine and seven seasons or whatever. But you gotta get that one right. I believe our pal Richmond John said we should put out a T-shirt. I get size for Peters. <laughs> <laughs> Why size for Bryce? Size for Peters? Well, I don't yeah. even get it. Sometimes people call oh, their hurt. wiener a Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who? Like four-year-olds? Yeah. Yeah. Let, 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 leave the T-shirts to us. We'll, we'll come up with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm not wearing that. Get size for Peters. <laughs> Who's going to wear that? All right, coming up next, we will talk some puck. The head coach of the Washington Capitals got they got a two nothing win yesterday. Spencer Carberry joins us next here on the Junkies. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. You can listen to us on 910 The Fan in Richmond. Appreciate that. And you can take us on the go with the Odyssey app. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're presented by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junks. Joining us right now, like he does every week, the head coach of the Washington Capitals. He's brought to you by the Centers for Advanced Orthopedics. More physicians. More locations, more advanced care centered around one thing you visit CFAOrtho.com. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, guys. Coach Carbs, good morning. Uh, Before we talk about the Ducks win last night, have you recovered from the string of questionable calls that went against the Caps in the loss to the Rangers in New York on Sunday? The last Mm. being that crazy tripping call against Carly. Oh, yeah. You trying to get me in trouble? No, no, no. Well, I'm just asking, what, like, what's your mental state after that? I'm sure you've processed it, but I still can't believe that they called a tripping penalty because Carly <laughs> fell into, like, a broken sca- uh, broken stick that was on yeah. the ice. Yeah. And then the stick, like, gets tangled up in the, the Rangers player skates. Mm-hmm. He trips, and then all of a sudden that's that's Carly's fault? I just can't and, believe and, that. And, and Coach, Coach they, you probably don't know this, but... Um, the cameras were, they would pan to you <laughs> after these calls, and all you did was you were just shaking your head, and you could just tell. The steam how, coming out of his ears. How bitter you were. I think mm-hmm. there was a penalty on Max, too. I can't remember what it was, but you were just shaking your head, and I, I could just tell what was going oh. through your mind. And there was, um, yeah, that was a tough day, tough day for um, for the officials, and, and even um, there was a blatant uh, too many men that they had. They jumped early, got um, off a rush, and it was an easy call, especially given the situation. They put us down five on three. I, I wasn't in love with that call to go down. The, the Nick Dowd, I feel like there was some embellishment there from Fox, which is a smart play, but I just feel like the, um, you know, w- 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 our guys are smart enough to know what's going on in those situations. So it was. Uh, Definitely an off night, uh, or felt like that way, at mm-hmm. least for us. Do you guys have scouting reports on the officials? How much do you prep for that? Um, not really. I just know them because you've been around them. Like Jake Brink, um, you know, I've known him for 
uh, he, he used to coach in the ECHL, or excuse me, coach uh, ref games when he first came in, uh, I, w- I want to say eight, nine years ago. So I, like you, you, you start to get used to and have a relationship with the referees in the league and kind of get a feel for their um, demeanor, how they call games, but there's no real like, Hey, watch out for your high sticks tonight because Jake called like that's We don't really do much in, in the way of that. And, and before we talk about the ducks game, uh, some of the saves that Lindgren was making coach, especially that, uh, that I think it was Kreider right in front of the net. I mean, yeah. that was just, yeah. that was just sick. Unbelievable reaction. Yeah. yeah. Because we were short in that game for so long that um, we needed, we needed the PK to keep us in it. And, and Chucky's a big part of that. And so that save on that five on three on Kreider was a massive save. There's a couple other big ones that keeps that game within reach to where it gives us a fighting chance. And I, I thought we played really well there um really w- wish we were able to get that thing tied up and at least get that thing to overtime because of the way that we played in our process was real strong so Kemp's with the 24 save shutout last night his first of the season came at a great time for him and the team Darcy's numbers in his last six outings had been kind of rough let's hope that last night was the start of a heater for him really good performance by him yeah, and and the timing of it, exactly as you described, couldn't have been better for our team. We knew Anaheim had played the night before, and, and we know the team that they have, a younger team, but they also have some veterans that are sprinkled in there, and we know that we needed um, to look after our business last night and make sure that we were finding a way to grind out two points, however that looked, whether it was us, um, firing on all cylinders, or we had to grind, and um, you know, which which we're very comfortable in, which ends up the way the game plays out for us, which is fine. But we knew we needed to um, have a strong performance and get a result last night. Coach, I saw your quote about how the volume of shots that he was facing in a game like last night that can be actually be a detriment to a goalie. But yeah. he obviously wasn't flustered by the low amount of pucks coming his way in that game. Yeah, it, it's it's challenging for goalies when when they look up because they're they're in the game and when the puck's down at the other end for majority of the time, especially early in the game, and you and you're looking at the shot clock and you've got two shots and three shots through twenty minutes, and um, sometimes that can get tricky mentally because you're you're all of a sudden they're going to get a scoring chance. It's just inevitable that you're going to give up whatever it is a scoring chance so when you haven't faced a lot of shots and action and and the puck hasn't been in your end it, it forces you to be Johnny in the spot in one look even though you might you might have been just standing there for four five eight ten minutes and so th- sometimes those are real challenging games for goaltenders and I thought Kemp's did a really good job of when we did lose a little bit of momentum a little bit in the second period and then also in that third period when they pushed for about, you know, five, six minutes, um, he, he made some real quality saves that we needed. And, and there wasn't a ton, but there were some timely ones, and it was a great performance by him. Coach, I only saw the first period last night, but when I was watching it, just seemed like it was just a real fast first period. It was a lot of action. You guys were you, – you just looked faster. Your team looked faster. Maybe that's a product of the way Anaheim plays. I don't know. I mean, it's the first time I've seen the Ducks this year. But um, what did you notice about the first period? Because uh, it looked like there was a lot of action. Your guys are ready to play. 
Yeah, I, I, I really liked our game. I wish, um, like offensively, we had the puck a lot. We, we generated a decent amount of volume against their goaltender offensively. It just was a little bit like I, th- th- there were some opportunities that we had that we just weren't able to capitalize on or make that last player find that finishing touch on it. Not um, sometimes, but, it, but it's sort of been accustomed to our group. Is sometimes it gets a little bit frustrating because you want to be rewarded for all that speed, like you're talking about, all the pace that we're playing with, controlling the play, um, our puck possession, and, and you want some of those sequences to end up in the back of the net. And when they don't, it, it, it can get frustrating. And so that's where um, I was proud of the guys to stick with it. Even though pucks weren't going in, you can start to cheat and get a little bit loose and try to force the issue. And, and for the most part, even though we weren't executing it, um, you know, at, at the an elite level we still did the right things and, and played the right way and um, didn't cheat the game so Philson on Ethan Bear's game you guys just signed him just before the new year on December 28th uh, he gets the first goal last night Philson on Ethan Bear uh, Ethan Bear young defenseman mobile guy so not your um, Joel Edmondson big strong physical he's more of your puck moving can skate and can add a little bit of um, offensive flair, which you saw last night. He's good at getting his shot through, finding shot lanes, activating in the offensive zone. And um, so that four on four, there's a little bit more space out there. And so when you get into those four on four, three on three overtime situations, you you can see the mobility of D-men start to take form a little bit more and you saw that with Nick Jensen and Ethan Bear there where they start to move around a little bit create some separation for each other and and it was a great play um, not only to deliver that thing but if you look Osh's right at the net front I think it hits off of him and then kicks where Ethan Bear is activating down from the from the blue line up top and and gets rewarded so it's a that was a huge goal I mean to get the lead and then be able to play with that lead that was a big goal for us. Coach, uh, everyone kind of wants to know where we are with Ovi. I, I have a question. I know you guys are very secretive about injuries and everything, but is is he out from when he got his legs tangled up there? I think it was in that Carolina game. Um, is that kind of what he's dealing with without being too specific? And then can we expect um, him back soon? It, yeah, I, w- I don't think this is going to be a long-term thing. I think um, I would expect him back soon, whether it's next game or the Saturday game, first game of the road trip. I, I, I think it's um, it's coming soon. This isn't something that's going to take, you know, a month or, uh-huh. or five more games than that. Um, and and it's uh, specific to the injury. I, I don't think it was that, Caroline. I know what, what you're talking about. I think uh-huh. when he got tangled up with Stahl, I think this is a different situation. Okay, gotcha. All right, so you talked about um, – you mentioned that road trip. You guys are going to close out the, uh, the first half before the All-Star game. <laughs> with a road trip um, against some pretty good teams, especially out there, and you're going to play out there in Denver. But it starts, uh, you, you got a home game tomorrow against St. Louis, a back-to-backer, and then you'll go to St. Louis. So tell me about the Blues playing them black, uh, back-to-back on uh, Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, unique situation because you, you only play the West teams um, home and home, right, twice a year. So we play St. Louis, a West team. We, we play them twice, essentially back-to-back, home and home with them. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a little... Um, little two games set for us similar to what we just had with the Rangers and haven't seen them. So it, um, 
I like the challenge for our group. They're, they've played well this year. They're a strong team. They've got some good young talent, and it gives us an opportunity to, to you know, home ice, focus on that first, and then we get on the road and, and face the same opponent and have a little bit of more, more familiarity having played them once and, and play in their building. So good chance for us to continue to progress. I've liked our game over the last three games, especially – New York, New York, and Anaheim, and hopefully we can carry that momentum over into Thursday night uh, against a new opponent. Coach, those Metro standings, they are bunched up. Spots two through seven separated by a total of seven points with Caps, Pens, and Isles, all with 48 points as of today. And you look down in the standings, the last place Blue Jackets, they have the most points of any other divisional last place team in the league with 37. There are no soft spots in the Metro. That seems to be the theme of the season. Yeah, and, and it's, I mean, we know what we're up against and, and it's going to be um, a, a battle right right to the finish here. So all these games, and if you look at our schedule, like I, I usually stay pretty focused short term, but it um, it just doesn't, doesn't, there's no off nights. There's no easy nights. There's no, oh, okay, well, we can let off the gas or, um, you know, can't have it. We don't need our best here. We can potentially just cruise through this. Like that, it's just not um, the way it's going to be. Especially with how many teams are fighting for points and trying to um, jockey for position. So we know where we're at. We know the importance of each and every game going from here on in. But that's the that's the challenge that our group is embracing. And and hopefully we can accumulate some wins here before the break sort of reset and then get ready for the final push to where we really go after the all-star break of, of February and March. Another weird weird schedule, Quirk, is in your next 11 games, none against Metro Division opponents. How tough is that where you, you just don't have as much familiarity with the teams you're facing? Yeah, it'll be different because we go out and we play now five in a row against West teams, right? Well, this would be six if you count Anaheim. So we go St. Louis, St. Louis, uh, the Minnesota, Colorado, Dallas, which are all three difficult games. And then we come back after the break and that's um you know montreal florida boston so th- this is mo- the the stretch that i'm most concerned with of us playing against these west teams and, and going on the road um to your point some some teams that we don't see a ton of so we need to be real diligent and detailed with our preparation of the differences of the style of play and, and what we're going to be up against in some hostile environments playing in Minneapolis, then the next night playing in Denver and Colorado and their style of play and dealing with the Nathan McKinnons and Rantons and Kale McCars of the world. And then going to Dallas, like though there's um, some things that we just have to be aware of, but we know, and, and I feel like our group is pretty, um, grounded when it comes to what we're we just need to figure out St. Louis and we, we right. need to find a way to play well on Thursday night and then the, the the next opponent then we sort of reset we refocus and okay now what do these guys do well how do we neutralize it and how do we get to our game I mean I, I know you realize how hard it is to win you know just you know back-to-back games in a row and I'm just checking yeah. out the stand Edmonton's won 11 straight games I mean what the Crazy. F is going on there I mean <laughs> How difficult is it to win, you know, three or four in a row, let alone 11? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, that's no joke. Now, it helps when you have a couple of the best players on the planet. Right. right. And, <laughs> that would help. And uh, and Leon uh, Dreisaitl. But, um, 
yeah, that that's no joke. Like they're uh, rattling off wins like that in this league is um, is no joke for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, coach, keep it going. Okay, thank you guys. Start yep. St. Louis. All Talk right, to you soon. Thanks. Thank you, buddy. I mean, Edmonton's won eleven straight, and they're still thirteen points down in their division. So they <laughs> well, they, they started off really right, slow. I right. remember that they, they were they were scuffling at the beginning of the correct, season. Correct, correct. And now they're man, eleven straight wins. I gotta start mm. fading them, cakes. <laughs> hey, later in the show, we're gonna give you a chance to win some great prizes. We have tickets to the Wizards Nuggets game, as well as tickets to go see Hootie and the Blowfish at Jiffy Lube Live. So we'll do that on a game show Wednesday here on the Junkies. Welcome back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Junkies come to you live on 106.7 The Fan. <laughs> Quick public service announcement for everybody listening. Ethan Bear scored his goal last night in the McNugget Minute. Yes. So if you, oh, use, if you spend a dollar on the McDonald's app today, boom, six McNuggets free. Freebies. Courtesy of Ethan Bear. There you go. So, hey, you're out and about. You want free nuggies. Pull into your so you buy McDonald's. a soda and then you get the free nuggies. Yeah. It's a great deal. <laughs> Fantastic deal, actually. <laughs> I'm mad at myself. I've never called them nuggies. I followed your lead. Hey. McNuggies. Me and uh, Andy Reid calling them nuggies. Hmm. That's right. From his uh, State Farm commercial. All right. So, uh, Drabby wants to kind of talk about playoff pressure and specifically with Dak, and, but even more uh, broader, the sort of <clears throat> he, th- he thinks I'm crazy or he thinks I'm wrong. I kind of have this opinion. I'll set it up, and you guys can argue with me. No one ever agrees with me. But um, I kind of feel like like Dak struggled, obviously. We had a really, really bad game. He struggled to win the playoffs. So people just think he's just he's just not good enough. Um, and I don't think that. I think if you're good enough to win in the regular season, you can win in the playoffs. You just Sometimes you just have to knock on the door. Sometimes you get unlucky. Sometimes you just play bad. Mm-hmm. Um it certainly there's more pressure in the playoffs, but there's a hell of a lot of pressure in a regular season NFL game week to week. Um, maybe not in week 17, um, but I think by and large there's pressure every week. Um, and so I always use the example of everyone said John Elway was a loser, couldn't do it, you know, and 
Finally, he did. won two Super Bowls in his last two seasons. What rode off to the sunset. Um, I'm sure there are other examples. So I don't know. You guys probably disagree with me because I, I, I know Jason often says, "Well, I don't think you can win with that guy." If you can win 10, 11 games in a regular season with a guy, I think that guy's certainly capable of winning three or four games in the playoffs. Yeah, and you might playing well. and you might be right. I just think that first of all, the pressure gets more it's intense in, in the playoffs, There's no doubt. And every player probably feels that quarterbacks especially. Now, some quarterbacks handle it better than others. Also, um, you know, with Dak, it's just that, I mean, he's pretty much, he's played in seven playoff games, and he's played well in one of them, really. Mm-hmm. He's two and, and five. And that was the Tampa game mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago. Um, can he win? I, I mean, he just, I guess you just have to prove it. Look, there's a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson, too, mm-hmm. this this year. We've talked about Lamar Jackson. He hadn't been a great quarterback in the postseason. Put puts up really good numbers in the regular season. Is going to win a second MVP, but now the pressure gets ramped up. Now you really have. But to But he's prove. another example. It's like if they lose, I don't think Lamar Jackson can't win in the playoffs. It's just well, yeah, there no, are a couple. But, but, that, but that'll be the question. The question will be for the next year. All right, can he win? Can he win? Yeah, until, until, he, until, he can. He, until he does. My yeah. argument well, is he can. There are a couple factors. All right, number one, now, I here's do the, believe. And here's the other thing: is in the playoffs, you're playing better teams. So, yes. So you're saying, so you're saying, okay, in the regular season, you're, you can handle that pressure. Well, in the regular season, for the most part, you know, half of your schedule, if not more, right. they're not as good as the teams you're playing in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he's, like the Cardinals are a bottom. Well, that's a factor. A Certainly, team. that's why your team could lose. But it's, it's also it's a team game. That's again, a big factor in the NFL. But I do believe some people are more clutch. They just are. Sure. Some people want the ball at the end of a basketball game to take a shot, which could either win it or lose it, and some guys don't. The NFL is different. The quarterback, you're right, has pressure every game. Mm-hmm. And I certainly think you could point to certain guys. The the, the, the the rap on certain guys is they can't win in the playoffs until they do. Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. Jason used to say you can't win with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Well, now, now he's done he it. doesn't have that rep anymore. Correct. Um, I do think... Prescott in this game against the Packers, where they are big time favorites, where they've won 16 games in a row, when they fell behind, he felt the pressure. And I saw other players on ESPN talking about it, and I always find it hard when they go, you can see the look in his eyes. You know, that that stuff I think is a little bit overrated, but I do think guys can press. So, Absolutely. But I don't think it's a fatal flaw that every time they're in that situation, they're going to choke. But Prescott may not be good enough in the playoffs against the better teams. Like, that's the that's the big factor. Or, or like, he just needs to play well in that situation. Like By and large. Like he's played well by many large, times before. The guys who have had success and taken teams to Super Bowls. You know, Tom Brady did it ten times. Peyton Manning did it four times. Taken teams to Super Bowls. They are... The elite of the elite. That's just the way it is. There's just some guys that aren't as good when the pressure is on. Correct. I mean, Clayton Kershaw in from May through August is unbelievable. He sucks in October. He, he's a totally different pitcher. I don't know what it is. Greg Norman can win a million Aussie uh, tours. 
he gets to Augusta or these other majors, he crumbles. That was oh, now, clearly now pressure. The soft spot I know, but that was well, clear, mean, he clearly <laughs> caved under pressure. Well, no, he he choked with Faldo. The others, he was getting holed out on all over the place. <laughs> right. But how many times? He choked against Faldo. Okay. The others, yeah. he, uh, the guys, Bob Twice hit bunker shots. Larry Mize chipping in from 100 yards. Okay, I mean, but he, he got a hose. Yeah, but he could have birdied another. He could have birdied another hole along the way to to create more separation. Greg Norman was like the number one ranked golfer in the world for like eight years. Right, but he can handle how pressure. long do you how long do you keep <laughs> Prescott? Like I watched Dan Orlovsky the other day, and he's he he's a he thinks Dak's an excellent player, but he said, look, at, at some point when you've had that lack of success in the playoffs over and over and over again, you got to move on. It's hard to do that. Though. Maybe listen, and, and Dak's I, look, Dak's thirty years old. I mean, he's not old. He's got a lot of years left. He's not old, but he's not thirty's not exactly young either in the, nah, the quarterback. But for a quarterback, game. I mean, he's got another six to you know eight years. Yeah, but like how many other great opportunities? How many other opportunities is he going to have with allegedly a great defense? Now we didn't see that defense come to play against the Packers and a team that wins twelve games and is set up to have two playoff games at home. Like, yeah. He might never be in this sort of situation. No, look, ever they blew again. a big chance. Right. They they blew a big chance to at least win a couple games and then go to San Francisco if San right. Francisco gets there. But he's only thirty. Next year's a whole new year. We'll see if the coach is the same, um, the coordinators are the same. But um, I was going to say, I was going to say, oh, I think there's pr- there's pressure on Josh Allen too. That's now Josh true. Allen's all, is younger, but you know he's lost to Kansas City. Twice in the playoffs. Now both those games were in Kansas City. Now he's got them at home. All right, so there's pressure on these quarterbacks that you've got high expectations they're, for. They're Josh is a little different, though, than Dak in that you can point to one or two good games that Dak has had out of the mm-hmm. seven seven playoff games. He's yeah. two and five. Yeah. Josh has had bomb oh, he's played, games. He's played very well. Including yeah. the game against Kansas City where it was a shootout back and forth. And look. Team doesn't win the coin toss. Yeah, team yeah. wins the coin toss. Maybe Josh Allen right. has moved on, and maybe he doesn't have that reputation yet. But when, I guess my point is, these big time, big name quarterbacks, once they get the regular season, fine. They're ex- expected to play well in the regular season. Once they get to the playoffs, if you're going to be considered one of the greatest, you're judged by what you do in the postseason. Cowboy fans, and sometimes I think that's unfair. That's my opinion. Cowboy fans though have right. to be frustrated because, as Cake said, they were set up for success. They had the 16-game home winning streak. Mm-hmm. Dak had nearly an MVP season. He didn't win it because of what happened in the last month, and Lamar kind of took over the last month. Lamar Jackson will probably win the MVP. But he had an MVP type of season, regular season. And then they choke <clears throat> in the playoffs again. Cowboys fans, you can chime in. 800-636-1067. Do you want to move on? The problem with moving on from a Dak Prescott is it's very risky. are you going to find somebody better? Very risky. It'll be tough to find somebody better. Very risky. And and that's kind of like what the Vikings have the same type of issue with Kirk Cousins. So with Kirk Cousins, he is one in four in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Similar. He's put up really good regular seasons, and then for whatever reason, it doesn't work out in the playoffs. I have to keep running back with the guys and hope they break through because I'm like if I if I if I'm Minnesota, my man, I'm going to go out in the wilderness and and try to find something. Something better than Kirk Cousins? Oh, you're going to try to keep of, chopping the you. wood. Best you're of gonna, luck to you on that. You're going to keep knocking and going, I got a guy here that's uh, prolific. He's ex- He's got game-winning drives. He's won big games before. He's even won playoff games before. He's just hasn't been able to game. have uh, a, a ton of success yet in the playoffs. No, thought he could do better than Kirk Cousins? He's going to keep Mike chopping Zimmer, the wood. When he drafted Kellen Mond, what, in the third? Was it the third round? Third round, yeah. 
Way overdrafted him. Uh, Kellen Mond, I think, is on his third or fourth team yeah. already. And we're killing Kirk Dak. Cousins still and Dak was strong. awful. He was dreadful. Sometimes you know, guys just play bad. Don't look at the 403 passing yards. There was a lot yeah, of that was garbage. empty. Yeah. The defense was really bad, too. So, you know, it's a, it's a team loss. Right. Right? It's a team loss. Coaching staff was outcoached. Play, defense was terrible. Right. Um, but the quarterbacks always get looked at first. For sure. Josh but Allen. I think it might not be fair. Josh Allen is 5-4 and four in the playoffs. So, yeah. obviously, a better record than Dak. But his numbers are a lot better, yeah. Well, he's got 20 touchdowns with only four interceptions. He's yeah. actually been pretty spectacular. Look, I do think there is something to guys who are better in the clutch. And right now, but you certainly those can't those are the best put, guys in the league. Right. So, it's, it, it would be That's rare true. for a guy to be great in a regular season, and then you just say, he doesn't have the clutch gene? Come on. The guy plays clutch all the time in the regular season. In pressure situations. Yeah, but the playoffs against the better teams, I think there is something. Well, you got to like, have better players around you, too, to help you. Yeah, you know, maybe you it's need... too Kirk Cousins-centric in Minnesota. You know, maybe you need more of a balanced attack. I don't know. Maybe Kirk just needs a better defense. I don't know. I don't know the Vikings. But you can't, like, I can't do it all by himself. Well, Do you think Dan Marino sucks because think... he didn't have success in the playoffs? Who? Who? Marino. Or no. Or the greatest quarterback no. of all hey, time. He had a bad, de- bad defense. I mean, he put up good numbers in the postseason. But Dak specifically has put up bad numbers in the postseason. Sometimes guys so just he, play bad. So if he had 20 touchdowns and four picks, but they're still losing, all right, well, you're not looking at Dak as much as you're looking at other athletes. Marino, Marino that was... rocket screen to Jack Squirk in 83. I'll never forget it. That team was dominant. Yep. And then we got smoked, smoked in that Super Bowl. And that 83 team was way better than the 82 team. Everybody knows it. Marcus Allen was going nuts. We got smoked in that game. 800-636-1067. I don't know. If I was a Cowboys fan, would I want to move on from Dak? I think it's you know he his narrative is almost the same as Tony Romo's, right? Where mm-hmm. it's is it good enough? I, I do think you need to be elite. Like there are exceptions. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, but generally you so need many. to be the best, of the best. And Dak is not in that top tier. He's in the next tier. He's in the Kirk Cousins tier. This year he was better than usual, but. If you name the top quarterbacks in the league that win the Super Bowls, they're yeah. usually the top five, six guys, and I think he's just below that. But this, but year, but this year you would have had Dak up at the, yes. near the top. This year. Until the postseason. Yeah. This year. He's but, had a couple but again, regular you, seasons like You that. brought it up. But, like, Mahomes has won two Super Bowls already. Mm-hmm. All right? I think Josh Allen's capable. I think Lamar Jackson's capable. I think Joe Burrow's capable. Jalen Hurts took his team to the Super Bowl, was close last year, so I'll put him there, although this year was down. Yeah. Dak might just not be good enough. Well, I can't wait until a guy like Baker wins. You know, a guy, everybody out on the trash. He's probably not well, going to. Yeah, when, when is that going to happen? I don't know, but I just, me, everybody I, thought I, he sucked. I root and look, for Baker. Look at the year he's had. I root for Baker, and I like the comeback story, but if you gave me his career, like if he did a career bet, I'll give you a career Super Bowl win for Baker Mayfield. I'll say no. Mm-hmm. The thing about because usually it is the, thing about Cowboys, the top guys. And I'm sure there's Cowboys fans that will disagree, and they won't get rid of them. But if you want to get rid of Dak and you don't want to pay him another huge salary, another huge contract, which he's going to be up for here very soon, where are you going? You right. know, and, where and where are you be, going? Who are you going to replace teams that him? Are with? Interested in acquiring Dak Prescott? So you, if you're a Cowboy fan, you if you're a Cowboy fan, you might say, okay. Dak's going to get us 11-12 wins, but he's going to suck in the postseason. Okay, but who are you going to replace him with? 
But if the quarterback situation in this league is oh, so dicey. It's yeah. dire. EB, you said you'd love to have Dak Prescott, but would you trade the number two pick? This is hypothetical, <laughs> straight up. You have the number two pick this year where you can draft Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, whoever's you're going to get. I don't know. It depends on my take, evaluation of those guys. Or you take Dak Prescott. I think most people would trade away Dak Prescott and roll the dice on one of the young guys. Because the other factors is makes a ton of money. I think he's got yeah. one year left on this deal. He's got a no trade clause. So, uh, like, if you were going to trade him to, I don't know, what teams need the Patriots, they have the number three pick. Or you're going to trade him to the Falcons. Vikings or, yeah. Give me all the guys. He I, has to say yes first. I, I'll mm-hmm. take my chances with the Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. Give me another guy that hasn't had playoff success. Josh Allen, whoever. I'll take my chances with those guys over a just an unproven uh, college guy almost every time. I, I just Unless the guy's going to be like the next Andrew it's, Luck. Allegedly. It's such a quarterback-driven league that right now when you look at the eight teams that are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All right. You have two number one picks. Now, both of those guys are on their second teams, Jared Goff and Baker, Baker Mayfield. You got a number two pick in CJ Stroud, who's a rookie phenom. Mm-hmm. He could end up being great. You've got an MVP, one time MVP, who's probably going to be a second MVP in Lamar Jackson. You have Patrick Mahomes, he's a Hall of Famer. Mm hmm. Uh, Jordan Love, we haven't seen enough, but this is first wow. year starting, and he looks like an absolute ascending. stud. Yeah, and then you got Brock Purdy. Yeah, you know, like he's the outlier, but he had a, an amazing year. And who knows how he'll play in the postseason? We have no idea. It's not a coincidence. You don't have really find me the Kirk Cousins in the final eight. Yeah, I mean, Baker, I guess Grant Paul Baker, tweeted but this Baker a was of- a number one pick. Yeah. Grant Paulson tweeted this a couple days ago. There are eight teams left standing. Seven of the eight quarterbacks were drafted in the first round. Three of the eight drafted top two. Five of the eight drafted top ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason that you want to pick. If if your season is bottomed out and you win three or four games, there's a reason you want to pick your quarterback in the top three. There was an analytics guy who put out something yesterday, and it was a long thread. It was hard to retweet it. But he did a study of, I think it was the last 30 years, of the number one pick and every other quarterback drafted in the first round. And the number one pick success rate, he picked five categories. Like five categories was 4,000-yard seasons, 30 touchdown seasons, uh, Pro Bowls, Mm -hmm. Super Bowls. So the number one pick, different in each category, but had like a success rate. I'm just going to make it up like 60%, 50%, 40% went to Super Bowls, 75%. Number one picks went to Pro Bowls, eighty percent, four thousand yard season, and then even the number two pick, it was like chopped in half. Yeah, it wasn't even close right to what the number one pick did in terms of Super Bowls and Pro Bowls and four thousand yard seasons and thirty touchdown seasons. It wasn't even close. So Dak, really good, but he's not elite of the elite, and he hasn't. Like, the record speaks for itself. He hasn't been in this situation where he's taken his team to a conference championship. I just think you could have that criticism, you know, until they break through. I mean, Yeah, that's, so. what, that's what it is. I mean, he'll be judged at the end of his career. And, and the problem with it is I, I definitely don't think that he's got some sort of mental defect that he can't execute in the playoffs. Um, but there is something to be said for when you do continue to not – come through, the mm. pressure does build on itself. Correct. So it gets each greater year. each time. Yep. You know, like Barry Bonds is a great hitter, never really had great postseason success. 
Does that mean that you know he's wired differently, or he didn't he couldn't handle pressure? I don't think so. It's just it's the way it worked out. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. We'll come back with your calls next as we talk about Dak Prescott and what would you do with him? Do All right, you stay make, with him or do you move on? Make no mistake, the cold Washington weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready to go the distance? Sure, your family's comfort all season long. Call my guys, the five-star heating experts at Crop Metcalf. Not only will your Crop Metcalf five-star technician properly fix and maintain your system, but they have the knowledge and experience to catch potential problems before you're left out in the cold. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician and proud partner of the Washington Nationals. Welcome back. Chucky's on 106.7 The Fan. We're talking about... Dak Prescott, what the Cowboys should do. They were set up to make a run at least at a NFC Championship game with two home games had they won against the Packers. But Jordan Love had a fantastic game. Dak did not, including a pick six. His second one put them in terrible position, too, or his first one, first actually. first one did. Um, They've scored two plays later, I think. Yeah. So and it was then essentially they were, a pick six. And then they were in a big hole and ultimately put up some numbers, but it was all empty calories. They were way, way behind. Mm-hmm. Um, career record in the playoffs is two and five. Do you move on from We put it up as the Junkies Poll of the Day, brought to you by Van Meter Homes. But let's go to the phone calls. Poll's only been up for a couple minutes. And it is about 50-50 right now. I also just wanted to clarify, you know, you asked me if if I'm the the Redskins slash Commanders, would I trade uh, the number two pick for those guys? If I thought we were one player away, quarterback away, yes. But that's not the case here. We got like three players to keep. We're horrific. So might as well learn and develop a young quarterback because we're not winning anything anytime soon. Yeah, you're looking to build long term. So, but if we were if we were on the brink of it and we were winning nine ten games every year and we just were a quarterback away, then of course I would it's a lot of other factors too. But like you, what I think the Cowboys have to wrestle with is: Would you rather have a quarterback who's maybe not quite as good as Dak Prescott, but you're paying him forty million less? Right. Like, mm-hmm. where would the Cowboys be with Jacoby Brissett? Maybe they would win ten eleven games. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Mm-hmm. I doubt they'd do it every year. Not every single year. Yeah. He might be able to one-off one, it, you know. And, I don't I think he's and they good. definitely wouldn't win in the postseason. I don't think Jacoby Brissett well, is as good. Just saying, you, you're, yeah. just, you're not going to. You're definitely not going to win with him. At the least Dak, you have a shot. Is if Adam Peters hits on the pick, and say it's say it's Drake May, and he's C.J. Stroud as a rookie, then you can compete. Like look what C.J. Stroud has turned around the entire fortunes. Of that Houston, yeah, Texas team. he has, but I would argue that they must have better players than us. Even though they were bad the year before. I mean, they must guess, have better players. I would, I would guess that the... Well, they the, drafted Anderson. They got Will Anderson, too. I would too, guess yeah. the preseason prognostications on them were to win six or seven games. I doubt even that much. Like, right. But it turns out we they were don't have, wrong about like they don't have elite prognostications wide receivers. Now we like their wide receivers, but they don't have elite wide receivers. They don't have elite running backs. Like offensively, no, well, Nico, I mean, Nico Collins is becoming, he's not elite, but he's, he's, well, Tank he, Dell, he's a star. When he was healthy, well, he was putting up elite type numbers. Yeah. Like, go look at his game logs before he snapped his leg in whatever game that was. Right, let's go to the phones. 800 636 1067. You want to chime in on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines? All right. Let's go to Bill in Huntington. Bill, what's up, bud? You're on with the Jucks. Hey, gentlemen. How you doing? Um, if there's a stat there, it shows playoff stat, it shows Romo. With six games and two and four, and mm-hmm. Dak was seven games and two and five. 
I mean, honestly, they both give you the excitement, we give you the thrills, you know, get you there, but they can't get you over the hump. I just think Dak is just a little bit of what Romo is, even though Romo's been there longer. So, so personally, I'm tired of just getting there and being the choke solid. I'd rather invest in some uh, a rookie and try to make it work and leadership. But coffee has to go. But we're not going to get any leader because Jerry wants a yes man, and Belichick is not that. Thank you for your time. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, there was no news yesterday, but there might be news today or tomorrow about the head coaching position with the Dallas Cowboys. All right, so he wants to get rid of Dak and draft a rookie. Well, you're drafting at the end of the first yeah, round. Yeah, are drafting at 24. You're not like, drafting good luck. number one, two, three. So, right. I mean, you're, you're talking about getting a, a fringe, almost a fringe second-round quarterback? Um, all right, And I'm luck. guessing the free agent quarterback crop is probably – very mediocre outside of Kirk Cousins. Like, I don't think there's a lot out there. Yeah, you're not you're getting gonna... anything in free agency. Right. I would also make the same argument with coaches, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know Cakes vehemently disagrees with this, but, I mean, if, if Mike McCarthy's good enough to win 10, 11 games every year, he can he, – and he's – by the way, he's also won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He can win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He, first of all, he's already proven it. Um, so yeah, a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Sometimes you got to keep knocking on the door. And my example there is Gary Williams. Yeah. We, hell, we made a song about it. Gary, you can't get past the Sweet 16. It just ain't cut out for it. It just ain't going to happen. Not the kind of – and boom. Back-to-back Final Fours, win a national look, championship. Look, Cowboys fans, I'm open to it. Just give me a scenario of what you think is a good move if you don't want Dak. Now, when your salary gets up there in that $50 million range or whatever and it really starts to handicap the rest of your roster, okay, I understand that. Yep. But I don't think that he's wired in a way – that he can't win in the playoffs. I refuse to believe that. These are the best of the best, especially like the top 15 quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're the well, best of the best. If you're the Cowboys, look, this is unlikely to happen, but let's say you make the frank assessment and you say, you know what, Dak's a really good regular season quarterback. He's not good enough to get us to the next level. Mm-hmm. And you say, we're going to trade next year's first rounder, the next year's first rounder, and C.D. Lamb for the number one pick. Well, well they're not. that's not happening. Why would you trade the best one to get or Caleb two, Williams? Best one or two wideouts in the league to get Caleb Williams. You can get a wideout later. Oh, you I'm, want the right quarterback. I'm not trading C.D. Lamb. I'm just not. Okay, I'm well, not you have to take big swings. That's the point. Do you want to keep playing it safe and just hope that eventually he's going to break through, or do you want to take a big swing? So, I would so probably so play tra- it safe with Dak Prescott. You're trading Dak and trade Dak and C.D. and two number. No, ones. I didn't even put Dak into the package. Oh. I don't know what you would do with Dak. So you're trading two you number ones trade. and CD to He's Chicago. He's just talking <laughs> trash hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. It's not realistic, but just in a, you know work with Well, them. first of all, the, yeah, you're just throwing it out there. I get it. But those number one picks aren't going to be top picks if you still have Dak. So why would, well, you're going to move Dak. Okay. Why would the Bears I guess you put do, Dak in the trade. I, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're not going to trade your number one it's overall. It's just my point. Do you stay with a guy who – what EB is saying – Essentially, you just is, keep knocking he doesn't believe whether a guy's clutch or not. I do think there's a big part of of that, and there are a lot of factors. Like you said, I do think there is a snowball effect, and the pressure builds. Mm-hmm. Um, but some guys are just better in playoff situations. Some guys are, and that's what he's going to be judged by at the end of his career. That's why it's next not, year is even bigger than this year. But it's not always pressure that gets you. Sometimes you just play bad. I agree. It wasn't and, pressure. No, no, but part of it is crappy. part of it is you play better teams. We saw this with Sam Howell. Yeah. Once right. he started playing better teams, his play slipped. And there were other factors there too. But 
Maybe against better teams, he's yeah, not you don't good play, enough. You don't play 17 games against crappy opponents. Yeah, I mean, they play plenty of good teams, and <laughs> Correct, they play well. but it's well. different in the playoffs. I mean, Dak has beaten Philly before. He's beaten good teams in a regular season. I had I, no pressure in my garage last night, and I hit the ball like butt. <laughs> Zero pressure. Day before, hit it great. Well, what was the difference? Being a human. Being human, some it, days are good, some days are bad. Wait, but you would can't you, just absolve people for if it but, consistently on, let me happens. Ask you, would you have the same? Would you have the same discussion if they lost at home in the divisional round? Depends. So, on how so, they, so, so, they, they, so they beat they beat, they so they beat Green Bay, Bay and then and they, they lose lost at, to Detroit or something. Yeah, in yeah. the divisional round. No, because now there's more data where you got to win. I, I actually I disagree. I actually think people would still have this discussion. They probably would. So, I mean, Until Cowboys he wins it all. Would. Yeah, because their expectations are Or at least gets so to high. a conference championship. Yeah. Yeah, I think probably it would. One or two wins is not going to satisfy anybody. And and I get it. I I know that. I'm no, just but if wired. he would have if he would have beaten Green Bay and then went and got to a conference championship and played at San Francisco, let's say. These these voices wouldn't be there's as loud. No, there's no disrespect to him being like the eighth or ninth best quarterback. On the planet, maybe that's just what he, he just doesn't have. But you don't have to be the to best. Higher. But you don't have to be the best to win a Super Bowl. No, I, I, I'm, I'm too like ingrained he... here, cakes, and you're here there in this time too. Seeing Joe Theismann, a former friggin' punt returner, CFL player, win a Super Bowl. Mark Rippin, Those journeyman, different. win a that's Super Bowl. Forty years ago, okay, the NFL, still the NFL is so still, different now. It's still the NFL. It's still the NFL, but it's it's so much it's more a passing league, passing driven, yeah. quarterback reliant than it was in 1983. It's it's nineteen ninety one. It's almost not the same sport at this point. Well, I disagree. They're still the top guys. The quarterbacks were still the leaders of those football teams. Um and I've just seen too many journeymen be able to in a lot of ways it's just be hot. I mean Flacco was just hot mm-hmm. at the right time. I mean, do you think Flacco proved he can be clutch? Do, are we blaming, are we saying he struggled with that terrible game because he's not clutch? He's had a bad day. The fairy tale ended. Which you talk well, about the, just, the most yeah, recent the Cleveland game. He was well, just, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's just not old. as good. He's not he's as old. good as he was. Like maybe, maybe, but the, the they said during the broadcast, who's their coach? Stefanski. Stefanski said when they brought Flacco in for a workout, he threw the football as good as anybody they've ever seen. Yeah, and he had a good, he had pretty good regular okay, season game. Just had a bad the, game. Throwing the ball in a workout is different than throwing it in a playoff well, he played game. Played pretty well when given opportunity, but in that last he game, well he played stretch, and then he then he gagged all over himself in the playoff game. Yeah, but you're judged but, by your playoff wins, what everyone says, and he's got a lot of playoff wins. He does. Yeah. So I don't think he can't sucks under pressure. I think he just played bad. Well, of course that can yeah. happen, but yeah, the guys that win Super Bowls, by and large, you can find your Nick Foles outliers. But, but the best Flacco the best. is clearly beyond his prime. Dak is still in his prime. Right. There's a difference. Got to take a break. You want to chime in? 800-636-1067. We're the junkies. Coming right Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. 
And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What are you doing, Cakes? I'm just pointing to the headphones. That he Valdi's, loves the song. Valdi's playing one of the great heavy metal songs of all time. He's playing Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast. I'm just excited. Mm. It excites me. What's the song about? Uh, There's a song about uh, the devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it, basically what it's is about. Is it praising the devil? No, it's not praising the devil. It's, I believe it's, I mean, I didn't, I didn't write the song. I believe it's about his encounter with uh, supernatural forces. Cakes, I know you're. Are, do you consider yourself a Christian? You're not uh, a church-going guy. Crack this up. Greatest scream in heavy metal history. There it is. Bruce Dickinson. You consider yourself a Christian? Are you Satanist? Uh, no. I mean, am I Satanist? Do I worship the devil? Are you seriously asking me that? Um, I consider myself um, not really religious <laughs> no. at this point. Well, Agnostic. Okay. Yeah. Agnostic. Okay. Yeah. okay. I'm with you. I'm the same way. I mean, like. That's kind of the way I live my life at this point. I'm just person. wondering where you stand. Like, are you a Satanist? Satanist. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I call him a Satanist. I asked him. That was such a Mrs. Bickle comment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a heavy metal. He's a Satanist. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't know. I don't know. I don't, you don't know if I worship I actually the think devil. he's a godly person. You think Cakes is home drawing pentagrams? Actually, I actually disagree. I actually think Cakes is a godly person, but I'm just asking. I mean, I don't a know if I'm godly. A lot of people are into Satanism. You know, it's a big thing. A lot of it's people. A big thing. He does. I've never met one. one. It's a big people, thing. Have you ever you met, met one? Have you met one? He just said a lot of people. We have brand new topics. Have you met one, encountered one Satanist CB since you say there's a lot I'm of sure people? I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. Cakes, why are you always carrying that Ouija board? I know. I have a bunch of upside down crosses on underneath my 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 zip up. But he does love songs about the devil. Yeah, love. All that devil stuff. I'm just asking. I don't know anything about it. You probably do too. You don't you sleep on it. Running with the devil. Shout the devil. There's a lot of devil songs out there. Sure. I don't really listen to them. The devil's popular. But I mean they're popular. (laughs) But I don't really listen to them. Devil's threesome cakes. 
<laughs> Devil's Threesome? <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan oh. of that. I know he doesn't like that. Yeah. That he's made very clear through the years. Valdez, on the other hand, I don't think he'd be. A, I don't think he'd have a problem with that. I just don't think, and not that I don't think he's like gay or anything. I just don't think. I don't think Valdez would have a problem with it. I just think you know. There's a lot happening. This is weird. Yeah. This segment is wild. All right, let's bring out these calls. There's people here still want to chime in on that. Like he, Iron Maiden. He doth protest too much. Yeah. Uh, you don't like shout at the devil, Motley Crue. He doesn't know that Sure, I, I've heard it. Of course Running I've with heard the it. devil, Van Halen. I've literally never pulled it up on an iPod. And I guarantee you've heard it a million times that you're going to claim you don't know it. Sympathy for the Devil, Rolling Stones. <laughs> well, that's a great one. You'd have to play it's it. I don't know classic. it by title. Can you play that? I don't know it by title. But I'm sure if You'll you say I've heard it, it, I believe you. I've literally <laughs> never called it up. And it doesn't mean you have to have sympathy for the devil. <laughs> well, just right. if you like a lot of devil songs, I wonder if you're into the devil. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Can you play know. Sympathy for the Devil? Josh, <laughs> Josh Harris likes the devil. He devils. loves the devils. He's he a big fan. Yeah, yeah he's a big fan of the devils. Right, I, like I, I do not like those devils. I can confirm that. Not a fan. <laughs> let's go to Mike in Fairfax. Mike, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up? Cakes real quick, man. We would have got along great in the 80s. I, I was a rock drummer back in the day, had the hair. We played uh, The Trooper by Maiden, A Talk About Love by Van Halen. Love it. God bless you for that, brother. Love you. Um, so, yeah, re- re- regarding uh, Dak uh, Prescott, I uh, I say keep him. I agree with Lurch 100%. What else are you going to do? He, he's proven that he's getting better, I think, each year from what the stats say, if I'm not mistaken. He's 30 years old. You know, he has the fundamentals down. Just have to keep knocking on the door. I've been saying that. Yeah, yeah, and it's the second thing. This is kind of goofy. I'm sure you guys will laugh at me for this, and that's fine. That's what the show's about, joke on folks. But maybe go see a sports psychologist, man. I mean, he needs to. He obviously needs. To, he needs to get his head together. If, you know, when he deals with the stress of getting late in the season, he has keep him. He has the fun, the fundamentals. He's awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, you know, I know and, he, and he may that. he may see a sports psychologist. We have no idea. Like on, but, the, on that quarterback mm-hmm. series, you saw that Kirk Cousins does a lot of wacky bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with psychologists, there was. Um, mm-hmm. He also does. I mean, look, he does like a day of rest, like a, a day of no football. Try different techniques. Let's he go. used to be kind of a mental uh, basket case. After throwing picks early in his career, mm-hmm. right. his coaches even said like they had to treat him well, differently, see, like kind of coddle him differently. You could see it visibly he'd him. be down, you yeah. know. Like I, yeah. All right, let's go to Ron in DC. Ron, what's up? What's going on, guys? What's Ron, up, man? What's up? Uh, I'm one of the guys that's a Dak Prescott lover. I'd be super pissed at the way that the uh, the, the narrative is about my guy. Like, mm-hmm. you can put my guy numbers up against all these guys that you claim to be the best. Mm-hmm. Like, his numbers is up there with all of them if you, if you don't show no picture. Touchdowns, wins, everything. But what happens in the playoffs? Up, Except for the playoffs, let's yeah. To, let's, let's, let me hurry up and get to the playoffs. All right. For him to say that one of y'all just said, oh, I heard him say something about he Dak only had one good playoff game against Tampa Bay. First of all, Dak threw for 300 yards in his first playoff game against Aaron Rodgers that it took miracle stuff for him to win. Romo ain't never had a 300-yard game in his whole playoff. Dak did it in his first. Okay, Secondly, all right, so I'll give him I'll give him two out of the on, seven. Hold on, hold yeah. on. Secondly, <laughs> what, what quarterback do you know win games when your team can't stop the run and you're letting the other team control the game? He lost against the Rams where they rushed for over 200 yards in a game. He lost to San Francisco in both games where they controlled the game. We're running the game. 
yeah, he made a mistake, but 14 points don't lose you a game. We just lost 48 to 32. He put up 32 points, regardless if you call it calorie, empty calories. If they so empty calories, it's a lot of teams that be losing. They don't put up four hundred yards. They, they, dude, garbage, they were down twenty-one points. nothing, and he was part of it. He gave them fourteen points. I hate so when don't people t- make up stats. Don't, don't hold on. Don't, don't blame the defense. Hold on. Don't just blame the defense for that loss. That's yeah. absurd. He put them in bad no, spots. Hold on. You can, hold on. Hold on. Did that get going? Did the defense ever get going? Or did they? No, did the they, defense did, sucked. Did they punt in the fourth quarter. No, the defense that sucked. That, that ain't. That ain't. That ain't. Ain't wait to the fourth quarter to score. The defense ain't stopping them to the fourth quarter. Yeah, but he, they, he put them. He, he was he terrible. Helped, he no, helped them he dig was, in. They dug a hole. There's yeah. no quarterback winning that game. You Josh Allen. Mention Joe Burrow three interceptions in the AFC Championship. He, I ain't heard nobody say that none this year. But he lost the game. But Joe Burrow, y'all got they guys. Hey, he threw three interceptions. Hey, in he the got AFC to yeah, but he got to he got to a Super Bowl. Mention that effort. He got to a Super Bowl. I ain't heard nobody all year like. But that threw three. That had interceptions last year. Jalen Hurts better than him. Jalen Hurts threw for 22 touchdowns and had the easiest schedule. Ain't nobody hop on he that He also leg. rushed for, I believe, 15 touchdowns. Yeah, he had, he had 16 rushing tushes. Well, okay, look, it still counts. But look, Ron, but Ron. Joe Burrow has nine career touchdowns in the playoffs with just four interceptions. He had 23 and... touchdowns last year and missed seven games. Jalen Hurts threw for 22 and only missed two. Yeah, but Ron, you're getting caught up in the regular season numbers. I'm getting caught if, up in nothing. I'm a if, 46-year-old Cowboy fan all my life. I if, watch it all. If Ron, and Ron, Ron though, you didn't watch Tony Romo. You didn't watch Tony Romo. You made up Tony Romo stats. Give me your Tony Romo stats again that you just spit off the top of your head. You said he never had a 300-yard playoff game. I'm looking it up right yeah. now. Look it up. He's got he's, he's, eight he's touchdowns, all right, with just two picks in the playoffs. It's pretty good, Ron, right? You can't just blame the defense I, I for just that on. loss. Did I, did, you can't. Did, did, hold on, did you? Did you? Did I just hear you mention three hundred yards or not? <laughs> I did not. Did, I, I know does he did. have any three hundred yards? Trying to make games? a narrative like a lot of yards. Or is he right? I just told you what it was. Put his numbers up against any of y'all so-called whatever quarterbacks that don't got no Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Only Pat Mahomes do, but y'all claim all these other guys so great. But, but no Ron, rings. Ron, if he got to the Super Bowl, it'd be a different I discussion. He got no rings, did I stutter? All right, no so, rings. All right, Ron. See you later, buddy. See you, Ron. You're, well, you're not letting us talk. You're not letting us talk. You're not letting us talk, Ron. I mean, you're, you're spouting off. I've heard you talk for the last thirty minutes. All right, we've heard you talk too, and you're making absurd points. If Dak got oh. to a Super Bowl. Then there's no discussion. Yeah, I ain't never he, been to a Super Bowl yet. That, 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 that's, that's I, I understand that. that. And the people that don't like that ain't gonna never like them. But when you're bringing up guys like Joe ain't Burrow, never like him. So he's not. See you later. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye, Ron. Sorry. I liked Ron. I liked his passion. I mean, let us let us have a, a, a you know a legitimate you know discussion about. He it. is correct on Romo not having a 300 yard passing it. He had a 293, but okay. I think eight touchdowns to two picks. Is pretty good. Now, if you broke down each game, he had three games with pass ratings over 100. Three we're not saying so Romo good. was better than Dak. Who said that? He brought Romo into the equation. Oh, like he's a he's a flustered Cowboys fan. He's he's seen a lot of disappointment, and since I'm looking, he's been rooting for them. I'm looking at the AFC Championship game that Joe Burrow was in. Mm-hmm. All right, he never had a three interception. Uh, no, but he has a, no, he but, he has a but Ron. But here's Ron. Ron's here's Ron's point, and it's kind it's kind of valid. Is that all right? Joe Joe Burrow went to a Super Bowl. That's great, but he's he got uh, Joe Burrow's getting credits for wins against the Titans, in which he didn't play great. 
He gets he gets credit for a, a win over the the Ravens, where the he looked worse than Tyler Huntley last season. But he's getting credit for those, but he's not getting crushed for any kind of losses. It's kind of it's kind of valid. Yeah, but he got well, the to, Ravens. But he didn't I know, but he got. But, but you're, I know, but you're saying he got to that. Well, yeah, because if Dak got to a Super Bowl, we wouldn't be having this discussion. I'd argue he didn't hurt his team as much as Dak. Dak, you can t- talk about the defense and say that it failed, and it definitely failed. But Dak failed them by putting them in an awful spot early in the game. All right, they were down seven yeah. nothing. Then he throws a pick. Now they're up fourteen nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Then he throws a pick six. I mean, blink of an eye, it's twenty nothing or whatever it was because they missed next. Oh, point. maybe they missed the extra point. Yeah. Um, he was part of the reason they fell behind that much. And I'm looking at Joe Burrow. I mean, you're talking about the Ravens game. He was 23 for 32 with one touchdown. Quarterback rating was 99.6. Like most of his quarterback ratings in each of these playoff games, except for Kansas City, they're pretty high. Yeah. And, and Dak has been kind of But see, Ron, Ron's only blaming the defense. This is what Rex Ryan did the, the day after the game. Rex Ryan was just blaming the defense. Defense was terrible. I agree. Ron, you're right. The defense was awful. They couldn't stop the run. But when Dak had opportunities to match scores, he didn't do it, and he put them in more of a hole. And don't tell me they they scored 32 points. Okay, those were empty. It was 27-7 and a half. 16 of those points were in the fourth quarter. The game was over. Right. Game so was I, way I, out I don't hands. care about the 32 points. Um, you know, Obviously, Green Bay plays softer on, on defense. But when he had opportunities to match scores and keep them in the game, he didn't. So that's why Dak is as much to blame for that loss as the defense. I agree. Dak is as much to blame. Those it, those pick sixes, whatever. It, the defense terrible. was bad. I defense agree. was bad, too. But terrible. Yeah. That doesn't mean he can't succeed in the playoffs. I, I didn't say that. Yeah. I mean, next year is a totally different year. Exactly. But, exactly. but Ron wasn't even seeing that. I mean, his eyes are closed. When it comes to uh, criticizing Dak, you can't do that. All right, let's go to Will in D.C. Will, what's up? Hey, hey, fellas. Good morning. What's up? Um, big Cowboy fan, but let me say this. Dak is a good quarterback. How many times are we going to sit through the regular season? He has good numbers in the regular season. When it comes to playoff time, he doesn't perform. Mm-hmm. And so do you think he, he just has young. some flaw in his mind or something that doesn't allow him to perform in the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. Let me say this. He had that same look in the beginning of the game, this play, last playoff game, that he had in week five against 49ers. He had that look. His eyes were wide. He looked like he was in a daze. Hmm. That can't perform in the playoffs. He can't beat those good teams. I watched Trent Love coming down as a destroyer, a good defense, and destroyed that defense. Dak didn't answer. When they went down the field and marched down the field, score seven, okay, Dak, it's your turn. What are you going to do? Didn't yeah. do anything. How, how long as Cowboy fans are we going to endure him having good numbers in the regular season? But when it comes to playoffs, he can't get it done. He hasn't yet. You're right. But there's fans out there that are still behind him and think he can. And they won't blame him for that. Regular season numbers. That's it. Are we, are we just playing for the regular season or are we playing for the post uh, and possibly Super Bowl? No, he's getting paid a lot of money to win Super Bowls. And you need your quarterback to play well in the playoffs. You can find games where teams advance despite the quarterback. I mean, Peyton Manning won his second Super Bowl, his first with the Denver Broncos. That mm-hmm. was not peak Peyton Manning. Right. He was holding on, no. game they managing. Won spite of they him. won because Von right. Miller and that defense was amazing. Yeah. But 
mm-hmm. don't think it's a coincidence. What's the last uh, Dallas Cowboys playoff win? All right, a couple Tam- seasons Tampa. ago they beat Tampa. Yeah. He balled out. Yeah, he played great. He yeah. balled out. Yeah, right. But they need that. that. Game. Okay, no, but yeah. they need. Him, but he proved. To play I know, well, but that doesn't. Yeah, but in, that, in people's mind, that doesn't count. Uh, doesn't, just, just that like, one doesn't count. Just that like was a fluke. So, so, just I like didn't this. say that. I'm just saying. I'm, asking. I, I'm the one that just gave you the game. I know. But understand. Just, understand. But, <laughs> but think. So think about it. Kirk, Cous- Kirk Cousins is a is a goat in the playoffs. He turns into a pumpkin when the clock strikes twelve in the playoffs. He goes on the road, wins in overtime against a Saints team that was favored, but right. And then they lose in the next round. So you go, okay, well, he got the monkey off his back. He can win in the playoffs. It's a big game on the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's you know that's all you need. But now he's back to being uh, the goat because he couldn't beat the well, Giants in the goat, playoffs. You mean, you mean it in yeah, a negative yeah, way? Yeah, in the negative way. Yeah, because he hasn't done it enough. And because, know, and just, because you remember <laughs> what was the last play cakes of that game. Kirk Cousins, under pressure. Has uh, a like a fourth, fourth and, and ten, and he throws a two-yard pass. I know, I know. But I'm, it's like, what's wrong with this but guy? But I'm just saying, he, he does he, was... he does what's required of him to do to to kind of get get the monkey off his back. And then, since he doesn't do what you guys want him to do to to kind of have a linear progression, the monkey's put back on. But his Valdez, back. if you're going to claim that everyone with just one quarterback win in the postseason's a good quarterback no, or a I'm... great quarterback, we can go down the list. Well, I'm, you, you can't get paid as much as these guys are getting paid and just win one. No, I'm you can't just, just say that you can't, or just have one incapable. good passing. Game. I know, but you can't say then he's incapable of in the playoffs. He's proven he can win in the playoffs. He won a game in the playoffs. He won one game. I don't okay. think okay. I don't, I don't but, think they're incapable. Game? I don't think they're incapable. You got to do and, more. And than they certain five and, and to Kirk, prove that you can. Do Kirk it? could end yeah. up having a Matthew Stafford like run in the future, and Dak could have a Matthew Stafford like future. Uh, uh, which would change the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think, by and large, I'm kind of with Jason that just the odds are the guys who advance in the playoffs are the better quarterbacks. Just take a look at the matchups this weekend. You got, and, uh, well, and maybe he's not quite good enough. Well, let's see. I mean, overall, could he have a run Brock... every now and then? Sure, but I think he's, he's not the behind. best. He's he's in the Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. They're all in kind of that tier. Can that tier break through and win Super Bowls? Yes. I think Stafford but by and is large, in that tier. The studs, I think Stafford's better. And, you know what, Stafford? Get, Stafford, to- I saw this stat. He has three, Is I don't think it's coincidence, three of the most like record-breaking seasons by receivers are all with Matthew Stafford. Oh, what because he had Calvin Johnson? Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Puka. Uh, Puka. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like well, the, he's Cup. Well, he's then, yeah. a stud. Well, then by that metric, everyone sucks in the NFL because only three quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. I didn't started. say they suck. They're just well, not yeah. quite as good as the elite. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were better than Drew Brees. Didn't mean Drew Brees sucked. Yeah, but you also <laughs> had admitted that Tom, and Drab's talked about it many times. We've talked about it where Tom won a couple Super Bowls that he didn't necessarily deserve to win. Yeah, was the last one against play the well in those games. The yeah. last one against the Rams. But, what was the score? But he got there. It was a lo- no, really low score. It was, it was a it's, it's a hard position. It's, it's a hard, hard position. game, and people are human, and sometimes they don't play great. And it's just, well, look, sometimes getting it's back, coincidence. Getting back to Ron from DC and his complaint. Look, I'm with you, Ron. I wouldn't get rid of Dak Prescott because the chances of getting a better quarterback than Dak is very slim. Exactly. But don't tell me he had nothing to do with that loss. He had a lot to do with it. All right, just don't tell me that. Oh, I, most most humans would would stipulate to that. Well, Coming up didn't. next, we will open up EB's entertainment page here on the fan. Hey, Drabby, I, I saw you put in the outline the story about the uh, the Welsh rugby player that's going to go try the NFL. 
Yeah. Um, Luis, what's his last name? Reese D- Dammit. Zammit. Luis Zammit. Zammit. All right. What did I say, Dammit? Uh, yeah, Luis Reese Zammit. So he's a Welsh rugby player. Mm-hmm. And they say he's faster than Tyreek Hill. Did you see, did you look at the, any of the videos? I have not seen the vids. Just go to week. YouTube and just type in his name and type in yeah. you know highlights or whatever. This kid is so freaking fast. It's unbelievable. Now, he's running away from guys that aren't as fast as NFL DBs, all right? But they say he runs 24 miles per hour, and I think Tyreek was clocked under that and his fastest. Yeah. This kid is unbelievably fast. And Why don't you I, I, say the most intriguing part about, his, about him? Is he white? He's a white. Oh, he's a whitey. Yeah, he's a, he is a whitey. He's a whitey. That um, is an anomaly. It is an anomaly. That is kind of sure. weird. I mean, when you watch Tyreek on the field, you just say to yourself, well, there's nobody on the planet that's faster, right? right? There's nobody that can catch him. Well, this kid, and I don't know if he can catch a football. I don't know what he can do on a, on a football field, but his highlights are unbelievable. He is electric, and he's big. What position is he playing? He's a rugby player. He's a rugby player. I would know one position on rugby field. Couldn't name it. Scrum? (laughs) Scrummer? I I have no idea about rugby. But he he looks bigger. I mean, he's got thick legs. Yeah, yeah. He's He's strong. His lower body is strong. I don't know how tall he is. I can't tell. He's only 22. He. I mean, someone's going to give him a shot. So so he's being legitimately scouted by NFL guys? Well, they have that whole international. Club. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm that's sure, right. I'm sure that some some of these well, teams know who he is. Well, the last guy that came over here from the Niners, he got involved in like a whole rape thing or something, right? Yeah, yeah Jared Haynes. Yeah, that's bad news. But this kid, just YouTube this kid, he's unbelievably fast. Uh, since you mentioned Drab during the break, he got a call. Probably shouldn't do this because he says it opens the floodgates. But somebody wanted a shout out, right? So why don't you give him the shout out, Drab? Just give it to him. Why? Oh well, the, the, there was a lady who wanted to talk about Dak. She was on hold for an hour, but then she just said her dad watches every day. Jack, he's eighty eight years old. He's got cancer, oh. and the junks are his, uh, his routine every morning. He watches so. Jack, thank you for thank listening you, to the show or watching the show, and good luck with your yes, bout with cancer. You. 88. We're pulling for you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Dude, make it to 88. It's oh, a good run. It's all gravy. All right, let's open up the entertainment page, Evie. We'll switch gears, get some celebrity gossip. All right, this is kind of interesting <laughs> to me. I don't know if it's interesting to you. JP might find it interesting. Um, apparently, there was some awful car accident um, that this uh, woman was involved in. And she is the wife of some famous L.A. plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know the specifics of the accident. I didn't read it that closely. But she donked off two little kids, cute oh. little kids. It's awful. Oh. But they say the reason why is because she was in the middle of uh, kind of her affair with a former Major League Baseball player. Um, they had just had like a boozy lunch out in California. Mm-hmm. And that former player is... Former Orioles, Scott Erickson. Mm. Scott Erickson, kind of a dreamy guy, so right? Scott Remember him? Erickson. He was a handsome dude. So Scott Erickson was having an affair with this is plastic he, surgeon's is, wife. Is he also married? No idea. He has been married in the past. I think, in fact, he was married to someone famous. I can't remember who. Oh, okay. uh, he wasn't married to Tawny Katane, was he? Tawny Katane, right. Chuck Finley. Chuck Finley, okay. Involved Thank Chuck you, sorry. Finley. Scott Erickson, I, so I feel know about Chuck Finley. Lisa stuff. Guerrero. Lisa Guerrero, right. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think he was maybe in another car or maybe he was in the car with her, whatever it was, she, they just had a lunch together. They had a few cocktails or whatever. And then, um, unfortunately, you know, 
There might have been a third car involved in the accident because I think she claims that she was bumped into him or something. I mean, the headline from the New York Post, married L.A. socialite raced her alleged ex-MLB or lover when she killed brothers in crash after day drinking. Mm. Right. Terrible. Terrible, terrible story. But I did think it was interesting that Scott Erickson was involved. So he she was once featured in People Magazine's 50 Most Beautiful People. Yeah. No, no. I mean, he's, he's a good-looking guy. So she was drinking. I think so. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Right. Well, yeah. she's going to go to jail. I'm officially oh, yeah. out on day drinking. Not a day drinker anymore. I, my body just can't handle it. I like it occasionally. Not a day drinker. Even on vacation. So hold on. Not what do you classify day as day? Like before like 4 p.m.? <laughs> that, that's like on a weekend? How, so like tailgate. You wouldn't tailgate? No. Tailgate is a, is a, is a special. That's an exception? Is, is an exemption. All right. Wait a second, EB. I'm on Wikipedia. Yeah. This story right here says mm-hmm. on January 27, 2021, is this old news? It says the L.A. District Attorney Officer charged Erickson, or is this a separate incident? It says 2021 mm-hmm. charged Erickson with reckless driving in connection with the 2020 hit and run, which killed two children. I'm sure it's the same incident, but just I think the detail is coming out. At least yeah, yeah, it, ha- it happened in 2020. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm not saying incident. it happened yesterday. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying the details are coming out that... She was charged uh, with second-degree murder. She said was that he was racing. in her Mercedes. He was racing her. Yes. Yeah, they were going 81. Now, his attorney says that he wasn't racing or driving recklessly. Well, the trial course, that's just, what his attorney is going to say. Okay, the trial gotcha. just started. All right. right. And so, yeah, he, he's got a kind of a sordid history here because I see that he was arrested... Um, when he got in an argument with Lisa Guerrero, right, and spilled into the hallway of their condominium. He's, you know what? He's a nightmare. Hothead. Yeah. Scott, Erickson, Scott Erickson is a nightmare because I feel like he's been kind of gossipy in the news. Mm-hmm. I've not followed years. too much um, the Trevor Bauer fallout. Is he? Has he been vindicated to some he extent? Was vindicated. Yeah. He settled lawsuits with at least one lawsuit. With one of the girls that... Well, because uh, one of the girls admitted... But he was never charged with anything. Yeah, but one of the girls, I remember, admitted that uh, mm-hmm. it was consensual or whatever the hell it was. I can't remember. So he was just into, like, rough sex, biting, that sort I don't of know. stuff. She was, she was texting him that she was looking forward to it yeah. and all this stuff. So. And yeah. It did look like maybe a setup. So he's going to get back in the league? Or can you touch him? I mean, he says he won. He, he had a statement a couple of weeks ago that says he hopes he can play. But, you know, he was he playing in Japan. He was right. in Japan this past year. Right. So How many was... career wins do you think Scott Erickson had? So he was in the league. I'm going to say. The twi- he broke in the Twins in 1990. He retired as a Yankee in 2006. I got no I'm file gonna say on 100, that person. 187. I'm going to say 120. 142. All right. Split Winning record, 142, 136. Yeah. Well, this woman, Rebecca Grossman, is that her name? Grossman. Yeah. She's being charged with second-degree murder. I mean, you she's plow gonna, over two she's gonna kids go to jail. In, in a crosswalk yeah. when you're driving she's go allegedly 80 something. She should go to jail hour. for a long time. Bad yeah, news. Absolutely. Bad news. Yeah. Um, Cakes, Loser. are you a no doubt guy? Not really. Yes. I mean, they're they're okay. I mean, like you said about Iron Maiden and all yeah. the satanic bands that up. I worship. Yeah. <laughs> I would never like go to my You've never pulled never, up a no doubt. I would never go song. to Spotify and say, I can't I have to listen to Spiderwebs. Oh, no, I, mean, I just, definitely do. I've, I've never done that. I would ever. much rather I have listen no to songs on some of my playlists. Yeah. 
They're getting yeah. back together. Yeah, they're getting back together for Coachella. I didn't even know they broke up. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Quinn Stefani had her whole solo career. I, that is true. Um, when was the last time they played together? Now, I... I don't right, know. Let me years. see. They they took a hiatus in early two thousands. They reunited. It says in two thousand eight, but they haven't done anything together since two thousand fifteen. I'm goofing on them a little bit, but I think I saw them open up for Blink One Eighty Two. Yes, at Jiffy Lube Live. We were at the like same concert hundred years ago. We were at the same concert. Yeah, we were there, Did and you, they were good. Were you entertained by them? Yes, he was. I guess. I mean, I didn't hate them. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like if you went to the concert right now. It would be littered with just fifty-year-old women dancing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. a no doubt concert. Yeah, wasn't Gwen in a, a relationship with the bass player? Or the your daughter's guitar? not going Tony to see No Canal, Doubt. I think is his name. It's, what? it's straight nostalgia play. No so doubt. So your daughter's not going to go see No Doubt. No doubt. It's yeah. going to be a bunch of yeah people that like them moms. Right. Silly. Right. I. Yeah, I get I mean, nostalgia. Yeah. I, I would go to all that. I think at our age, that's what we're we we can't go see some cool act. No, right. Of course well, not. Well, you would go to a Taylor Swift maybe with hey, your wife if she wanted of which, to go. Jason, she's kind of current. What? Block off your calendar. I think the date is May nineteenth. Judas Priest coming to MGM National Harbor. <laughs> I'll meet you there. <laughs> this guy's going. They have such an interesting. You'd have to pay me a lot of money to go see <laughs> yeah. at MGM National Harbor. They, like they it, will have it runs the gamut. They will have yeah. you know like the the pop Latino guy that I saw Mike Towers. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to see the show, and then they'll have like. The, the three tenors. Right. They don't care. As long as they pack. <laughs> They'll have Smokey Robinson. As long as they alive. pack 3,500 to 4,000 people in. And, and then bring Judas them, Priest. bring them in the doors. How old are they? They'll book them. 75. For Rob Halford, the lead singer, I believe 72. Hmm. Still belting them out. All right. You want to hear a conspiracy theory? Here's a conspiracy <laughs> theory for you. And this is a conspiracy theory that I'm actually not buying. All okay? right. Yeah. I I'm like to buy them. It. I like buying I, conspiracy I, I like theories. buying them. A lot of them I think are true. Right. This one I'm not buying. All right. And I don't even like the guy. I, for a lot of reasons, I don't like Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. I don't like his politics. I don't like his personality. He's a hothead. Yeah. He, I agree. He's a screamer. I don't like him. Spoiled douche. Mm-hmm. Don't like Alec Baldwin. I don't, I'm, I'm on team Alec on this one. The conspiracy theory out there, and this may be true part of it, is that you remember when he had the incident on the set of the movie? Yes. yes. Where Helena Hutchins but, was shot. And she said. The gun was loaded. He, he said he didn't think it was loaded, right? I mean, it shouldn't be, never should be loaded. I mean, a gun should never be loaded on a set of a mm-hmm. movie, right? Um, should have blanks or whatever. The conspiracy theory is part of it is that he was secretly having an affair with her, with Helena Hutchins. All right. Okay. For months. Mm. Okay. Now here's where it goes. Now I, I'll buy that. I'll buy anybody having an affair with anybody. That's that's possible. I don't know. I'm not saying yes or no. Here's what I don't buy, because this is just flat out murder. Mm. That he took a way to get out of it was to kill her on set, and then to claim that he didn't think that the yeah the gun was loaded. That was a way to get out of the relationship, right? And a way to just just kill her. Now I, that's one. I'm not buying Valdez. Who's throwing that out there? That is so wild. It's wild. <laughs> I mean, wild. Now, what if though they do confirm that they were having an affair? That I still don't you, think. Then you raise your eyebrow. Then you raise your eyebrows a little bit because I wouldn't put it past them maybe having an affair because apparently, and I don't know anything about Alec Baldwin really other than some political stuff. Apparently, he has been. He's notorious for having affairs. I don't know that. So, so maybe he had an affair. 
But I don't think he, he would then try to use the set of the movie to cover up getting out of it. And mur- that's flat out murder. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say cakes. I'm going to I'm going to say I reject that. This cake. is where we go <laughs> back to Occam's razor, right? <laughs> the simplest answer is usually the correct answer. He didn't know it was loaded. There was a botch, and you may say he's responsible because he was the producer or whatever. Yeah. There was a botch, and it sadly, yeah. tragically killed this woman. I but, think, yeah, I think it was probably a negligent accident. Uh, look, but I think I, it was an accident. I'm not saying I believe the conspiracy theory, but husbands kill wives and girlfriends all the time. I know, I know. They but murder just, them I all know, the time. I know, but do you think Alec Baldwin is a for, murderer? Suspects. For do you actually think he's life a murderer? insurance. I know. Do you think he's a murderer, <laughs> Like I said, no. I don't, I'm not, I'm not just, I don't I, I hate him, and I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not saying I believe that, but, yeah. I mean, it's possible. Men I, kill women all the time just to eliminate other problems. I know. Or, or for Dude, money. Every, every day on here you read stories of, like, Wives that poison their husbands, or you know, we were trying to go through Netflix with my with my daughter yesterday. We were trying to find a movie, and she wanted to watch the Mur- Murtog thing. I was like, I can't watch that. I can't watch his dad blowing away his kids and his wife. I just, I just can't. And then there was the one with the one you liked. I mean, he shot his kid and his was wife. Was the one that killed the Colorado guy or whatever killed his two daughters? Chris, oh, uh, yeah, I'm Chris like, Lewis. What's whatever his name? That Christopher guy's name something. I was like, I can't watch that one. Psycho. He is psycho. People are. Crazy. That's my point. I know. Chris Lewis is a listener of the show. All right, it's not also Lewis. The chef. Not chef. Chef, we're not saying no, no, no. Hey, Chef's got other issues. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, let's He's take a break. His Twitter account. <laughs> we'll come Woo! back with more. Don't go anywhere. Coming up later in today's show, we'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to see The Wiz, take on the Nuggets. Also, have a pair of tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish. They are coming to Jiffy Lube Live this summer in August. My wife yesterday said, hey, Jason, oh, hey Jay, hitting you up. Can you get tickets for the Smithereens who are coming to the State Theater? Okay, Smithereens, yes. All right. She said she wants to go see the Smithereens. Right. Girl like you, you know, all, yeah, all those sure. all those hits yeah. in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I said, when's the concert? She <laughs> says Saturday. Okay, Saturday. Yeah. I said, do you understand what's going on on Saturday? You want to go see the Smithereens with me when the Ravens play and then the Niners play? Yeah, you'd rather be blown to Smithereens than go see the Smithereens my, and miss a football game. My wife just does not think about the she not sports schedule. In with you at all? Not with the sports but schedule. But doesn't she know like weekends? Like you're pretty much. She does. I mean, Sometimes she spaces is, it. Yeah. The song's catchy. Maybe she's Look, the just... Smithereens. I liked. I, maybe if it was she's a Friday. A I'd do it. But Saturday? No, not She's happy. a hopeless romantic thinking you're going to change. Because she knows you. You've been married for 20 years? Longer Something like that. that. 99. 25? Almost, this is your 25th? Yeah. Are you going to do something special? Like a romantic something? Mm, I mean, I didn't do anything special or romantic for the 20th. <laughs> so I know, but 25 is a big 25 one. 25 is a big one? I don't know. 25 is a big one. Like, is the, I know you think you've Come back like, to me on that. So I think you've retired silver your anniversary? Yeah. Golden anniversary? Well, I don't know. I don't know what 25 that is. It's a big one, 25. Silver. 25, you got to do like a, uh, seriously, you got to, silver, you got to hit skins. Nashville. <laughs> Smashville. Yeah, Smashville. Uh, you know so what? Anyway, so anyway. I have a similar Not con- going to Smithereen. I have a similar concert conundrum. Yeah. Tomorrow night, Stephen Piercy, the lead singer of Rat, mm-hmm. is playing in Baltimore, Rams Head Live. Wow. He's not only playing in Baltimore, he's singing the entire Out of the Cellar album Start to finish Wow! at said concert, but it's on a Thursday night. I don't think I can go. You'd get home at 1.30 in the morning. But I want to go. Who would you rat and roll with? You I wouldn't don't know. go solo. I you need to find know. a partner in crime. I could call Polyflex and maybe 
catch a, 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 I don't know, a train down. I don't know. Or I just go have solo. Have you ever gone to a concert solo? Usually I You go have to concert. find a partner in crime, right? Like, like Kevin. Usually I your metal heads. Usually I go with people. Yeah. I don't think I could go to a concert. I feel very losery <laughs> yeah. going yeah. to a concert by myself. Do you like going to restaurants by yourself? Not I've done it before, but not really. I've done it a million times. I have no problem. I just bring my computer. I don't know if I'm I like the, restaurants, but I don't have a problem with like a Panera. Or, yeah, yeah you like know. casual dining or fast food, easy. I, I, but I'll like go, a real I'll go restaurant, the Palm. I'll go anywhere. I like don't with care. a real waiter, I feel kind of loser just being I, there by myself. I sit there with my computer. Okay, I'm legendary <laughs> for having my computer out all over Northern Virginia <laughs> at bars. I feel like at the but High I tops. don't know. Computer out at a restaurant is kind of trifling. But if you're by, you're by yourself, yourself, it's fine. I know. Not like you're doing it with your friend. You're by yourself. Yeah, I'll often see that. And I put my headphones in. You'll see it occasionally. People work. They're doing work. Yeah, you see well, it at Starbucks all the time. Of sure, that's not a restaurant. Sometimes though. I see yeah, weirdos at the poker table, like at MGM. Like they'll yeah. just break out their, they'll have their iPad. They're reading they're, a book. They're just, they're just like in between hands. They're just watching or they're their playing iPad. other hands on their, or they're playing other hands on their iPad. Yeah, yeah but I was at I was at a restaurant last night. <laughs> I went again? to I went to Uncle Julio's last night. Right. Nobody's whipping their laptop out at yeah, Uncle Julio's. Most people by yourself. If you're by yourself, it's not uncommon. I'm telling you, I've seen it, and I, I see it a lot. I do it all the time. I see it a lot. Yeah, I'm legendary, especially during the day. Now <laughs> at night, maybe not as much, but during the day. Every time I went to Famous Dave's, when my when my what was when Nikki was my well, bartender, he never remembers his personal bartender. <laughs> <laughs> but I I always sat there at the bar, laptop out. Yeah, all the Cheers guys there, they were yeah. smoking all, a joke. All the alcoholics. I was just there by myself. Does EB know the names of? The regulars at Cheers. Mm. No, not, not really. Just the mailman guy. He knows Norm. Norm. The mailman guy. <laughs> what was the mailman guy's name? Cliff Clay. Cliff. Yeah, yeah Cliff. Cliff. Yeah. Bartenders? I can't remember. Sam. Sam. Yeah, I wasn't a huge Cheers guy, to be honest with you. Woody. I mean, I saw it. But I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't like devoted to it. I had to watch every episode. No, but just. <laughs> I mean, people, I, I, you I can remember all the character names? Yeah. Sure. I, I remember the Can you the name main all ones. the Huxtables? All of the Huxtables. I, mean, I, I know there was Beauty, Theo. Theo. Uh, uh, what was Bill Cosby's name on that show? Heathcliff. He, oh. Okay. Heathcliff Huxtable. Good, good pull. I wouldn't have pulled what, what was the Felicia Rashad's name on the show? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Claire? Mrs. Huxtable. Claire I think you're right. Huxtable. Claire. I think that was the Claire Claire right. Let's What was go. Lisa Bonet's name on that show? Oh, um... What was the name of the movie where she had legit sex with Mickey Rourke? Wild Orchid? You That's your it. jam, EB. I don't well, think it was Wild Orchid. Had... I think it was Angel Heart. Oh, I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're correct. Both of them titillating. <laughs> I think what I think Wild Orchid was like uh, what Harry was the... Otis or something yeah, like that. Know. What was the movie where Chloe <laughs> Chloe Savagne or whatever had real Savani Savani? She had the real. Oh, um, definitely has Bunny in the title, right? Brown Bunny. Brown Bunny. She, the director and star of the film. Insisted on real, right. uh, I don't know how a certain to say type it. of sex act. Real yeah. Sirhoff, yeah, a real BGA Sirhoff. <laughs> Sirhoff. Yeah, yeah. That is, you know what? That's some real method acting yeah. going on right there. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's pretty intense. She's like a she's like a mainstream actress. Yeah, well, she's fifty already. She's yeah. definitely got a lawsuit on Where's her. Life hand? going. So, I do find the method <laughs> acting. Yeah. That stuff is wacky. That guy I, not go under the know. Me Too movement. Right. I, I can't remember. I, th- I think it was Kevin Hart. Um, 
the comedy special with Kevin Hart and Chris Rock is excellent. So I watched it's on Netflix. I tried to get um, my family think, to watch that. They weren't I think interested. he said that he always looked up to Jim Carrey. Like he thought Jim Carrey was He's like a this weirdo. genius. And he finally had this chance to meet Jim Carrey and he was all excited to meet Jim Carrey. But Jim Carrey was method acting uh-huh. and it was the movie where he played the guy from Taxi. You're getting your black people mixed Am up, though, Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Chappelle, you know what you're right. You're right. Because I watched those specials JP recently. Yeah, yeah. I could play it, whatever. <laughs> he did but, that at the Super Bowl, right? Remember who was that? Oh he thought like a janitor was Marshall I'm Falk. mixing up yeah. a story. Both yeah. the, that special's really good, too. But yeah, so Chappelle's all butt-sized to go in there. You're right, it was Chappelle. So Chappelle's all butt-sized to meet Jim Carrey, who says, comedian yeah. genius looks for yeah, and, and then... He acted like Andy Kaufman the whole time. He's like, I didn't even meet Jim you know Carrey. What? Jim Carrey is a comedic a genius just for this role. Just yeah. for Fire Marshal Bill. That yeah. He was like looking forward to like meeting Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey yeah. wasn't himself. Hey, why don't you finish that joke, JP? <laughs> what joke? That whole thing is a lead into a joke that keeps getting Chappelle into trouble with oh. a certain community. Oh, yeah, it's, oh it's, a, it's a trans joke yeah, he's doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It went viral last, last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to watch the the Kevin Hart, um, Chris Rock thing. He shouts out Rich Voss. Uh, Kevin Hart does. Yeah, and then yeah. Chris Rock says something like heavyweights, like really complimentary. I mean, yeah, it was good. amongst a group of comedians that he mentioned. I mean, Voss would be the first one to tell you he's a legend. Larry Kruger's <laughs> going to join us next. He is a longtime Bay Area broadcaster, host of 97.5 The Game, has the Krug Show on YouTube. We'll get his take on Adam Peters. We can talk some NFL playoffs with him. Don't go anywhere. I'm an hour late, slightly on tilt. Just found out Montgomery County pulled the plug. I know. It was supposed to be two-hour delay. At 8 a.m., they announced it. Yeah. No school. Right. Why are you on tilt, though? Just because you have to pick up your dog. Yeah, just instead of a couple hours off, you got to figure out what to do. Uh. I don't think I'll go sledding today, but I might have to do that. I think it's kind of wet snow. I bet you Friday they'll be off again. Going to get another two or three inches on Friday. That's it. Just turn the TV on. (laughs) It's your third kid. What do you care? (laughs) She does a bunch of TV. Well, not so much TV. It's an iPad. Give give her an iPad yet. All right. Join us right now to talk all things kind of San Francisco, maybe some (laughs) NFL playoffs. It's Larry Kruger. He's got the Krug Show on YouTube. And uh, thanks so much for waking up with us, man. What time is it? I guess it's 6 o'clock for you. <laughs> Early morning, fellas. How you guys doing? When's the last time you did a 6A interview? <laughs> it, it's been a while, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. We want to get you on and kind of get, you know, obviously um, Adam Peters being hired here is a big deal. Huge expectations. Thought he came off really well in his presser yesterday. What what can you tell us about Adam Peters? Well, you know, my good friend Doug Hendrickson represents him. He's his agent. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've been a big fan of Peters for a while. I mean, the guy's coach for the guy's been in a, an executive in the NFL for a couple decades now and and he's just he's a proven entity. I mean, he was he was in Denver and, you know, helped put together a big part of their core a team that won the Super Bowl 50 championship here in San Francisco. And he was in New England and obviously had some success there as a young, young guy. He's a former D lineman at, at UCLA and uh, is Bay Area native. You know, he went to Monta Vista High School out here in the Bay Area, which is about 15 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. And he was a two sport guy. He was a football player. He was a baseball player. 
Uh, he's a good family guy. He's a really good personnel guy. And um, I think it was, you know, if Bob Myers had a hand in it, I would not be surprised because they both went to UCLA. I, I think this is a great hire by the commanders. I mean, they, they need to reestablish themselves as the iconic brand that they were under Joe Gibbs and Jack Kent Cook. And um, Peters will help do that because he'll, he'll find players and, you know, there's no secret in the NFL. You got to find players in the draft and you got to develop your roster. And, and I think it will lead to a lot of success, which will lead to uh, them making good picks in, in the draft after the draft. He's really good on day three. He's really good after the draft. And eventually they're going to get players. They're going to win. And they're probably going to move out of FedEx field and the value of that franchise is, is you know going to skyrocket so i to me this is a very very good hire by washington larry how how much influence does peters have or did peters have um with john lynch on the drafts because the drafts have been very good now obviously the trey lance thing blew up in their face and the cost them some number ones but you know in, in 2020 um you know Ayuk and kinlaw in the first round 19 you got bose and debo and then down the down the draft board, you got Greenlaw, who's a stud in the fifth round. Fred Warner the year before. I'm just wondering how how much influence he actually had over some of uh, the of the uh, draft picks in the last three or four years. You know, unless you're sitting inside that war room, it's really hard to say who was responsible for what. But John Lynch had no experience as a personnel man, um, and I think he deferred to Peters quite a bit. There was the talk here in San Francisco was that Adam Peters really pounded the table on the Ambry Thomas pick. And I know the Thomas has, you know, kind of taken a circuitous route to, mm-hmm. to success, but this year he really busted out and has been one of the keys for why the 49ers have been, you know, really good on defense is, is uh, Ambry Thomas. So, I mean, I think he's had a lot of say, to be honest, I think he's had a, a lot of input. I think he's the highest ranking, you know, per, was the highest ranking personnel assistant under under Lynch. And as I said, Lynch didn't have tons of experience. And Lynch was a guy that deferred to to his guys. And Peters was his top guy. So I'm really actually quite surprised that he left. Hmm. Um, and then when you when you talk about you know obviously the defense this year and uh, you know and Bosa and, and then they they trade for Chase Young. Um, first of all, your thoughts on that deal, and was that more of a John Lynch call? Um, and then, what, how do they think that panned out for you? Guys? Yeah, what, how, how's the media out there? How are fans viewing Chase Young after that deal? Well, I mean, Chase Young has just been okay. Um, yeah. He hasn't been great. You know, I mean, you guys know. I mean, Chase Young was a spectacular player in college. Tore up the knee. Has you know, still good at setting the edge. He's still better than what they had, and he's he's definitely helped. He's fit into the locker room really, really well. Um, he's a serious, you know, he's a serious guy, and he's serious about his craft. He doesn't have the kind of bend and the kind of flexibility he had pre-surgery. It was a major surgery. Um, I think he's been good, but not great. But you know what? Right now is when they need him most. Cleveland Farrell is is hurt. Right. The money's on the table. The team's expected to go to the Super Bowl. How he plays in these playoffs will really define uh, you know, his tenure here. I don't know if he'll be re-signed. My guess is he won't be. 
because um, they have other guys that they probably need to pay. But the price tag was right. I mean, you know, the Niners only gave a third-round pick. Um, and, you know, I mean, he's definitely been – he's been a good addition, and, you know, they, they got him when they really needed him, and he's helped out. But he hasn't been – he hasn't been that player that he was in his early NFL career no. or in Columbus. No, not here. even not even close there. Um, all right, so back to Peters. Obviously, this team needs a coach, and and you know we we've discussed this over the last few days. Um, is Peters going to be the guy to make the call? We don't know because they've got Bob Myers there and they've got Spielman there. But I assume you hire a GM. Josh Harris hires a GM, and then it's his choice to go out and, and stump for a coach, and maybe he's the, the ultimate decision maker. Um, but the connection with Bobby uh, Slowick is the question I wanted to ask you. Um, Slowick, of course, worked in San Francisco on the defensive side and on the offensive side, and then he goes with D'Amico to Houston, has done a great job with CJ. Um What's your thought on that connection? And do you think Slow could be a good head coach? Very young, very young. He is young, but he's got a ton of experience. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, yeah. he, you know, his dad. It's a football family. You know, I think Shanahan, as a as a member of a football family, really believes in the in hiring guys who come from football families. I mean, he's the son of Bob Slowick, who's the linebacker coach up in Calgary in the Canadian League former DC of the bears and Browns and Packers and Broncos and Alouettes. And, you know, so, I mean, Bobby Slowick is a football comes from a football family. I mean, worked for Mike Shanahan, you know, um, as his first coaching position back in 2010. So even though he's a young man, he's been in the game for a long time. He's really sharp. Shan, Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan, when he brought him to the Niners, you know, he was a quality control coach, which is is kind of the beginning of the road for any coach. Uh, that's starting at the bottom. And then, you know, he was a wide receiver, in um, you know, by trade. But the Niners put him as their defensive quality control coach because Shanahan's a believer that you're not really a great def- uh, offensive play caller until you have a real understanding of defense. And so I think that really helps Slowick. And then in 2021, when Mike LaFleur left, um, he took on responsibilities as the offensive passing game specialist. And then he was promoted to offensive passing game coordinator in 2022. He's a real sharp guy. And I think he's had a lot of, a lot of hand in CJ Stroud and that offense coming of age. And man, if you watch the Texans this year, you had yeah. to be impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be a great hire. I mean, He's probably you're probably going to get a pretty good price on him um, because he is young and you're giving him his first, you know, first head coaching opportunity. And there's going to be some mistakes made along the route because he is a young coach. But I think the trend in recent days is if the better organizations are hiring offensive guys, guys who can be play callers, guys who could be head coach and offensive coordinator if they need, if that's the way it needs to go down. And I think Slowick has those capabilities. I think he's smart. He's young. He's, um, he's, he's done a really nice job almost everywhere he's been. Nothing but great things to say about Bobby. Mm. Larry Mm. with Peters and the commanders holding the number two pick. Do you see him standing pat there and picking whoever the bears don't pick at number one, whether that's Williams or Drake may, or do you see him making, that move up so they hold all of the keys to the top pick in the draft. 
what do you think his yeah. his moves going to be? I mean, it's the ultimate question. I mean, personally, I mean, everybody, I mean, I saw what Rick Spielman said the other day about uh, Caleb and everybody has talked about Caleb, like Caleb's the second coming, but I'm not as convinced to be completely honest. I mean, Hmm. um, you know, he's, he's had an incredible career at USC, but you know, Matt Leinert had an incredible career at USC and there's USC quarterbacks are one of the hardest evaluations to, to make why because you're evaluating the quarterback versus what's going on around the quarterback and they have so much momentum personnel wise with the way they recruit that it's sometimes very difficult to evaluate sc quarterbacks um i really like drake may i really like michael Penix. i really like bo nix um i I think i like those guys a little bit more to be honest i mean Mm -hmm. when you factor in the draft spot i think they there's a chance if Peters is in love with Caleb that they'll call the bears and find out what it takes for the bears to pass um, and, and maybe stay with Justin Fields, but I'd be very happy with Drake may. I mean, I watched Carolina a bunch this year. He's a big quarterback. who has got a little bit better mobility than you think. He's got a tremendous arm. Um, you know, I, I like Drake may. I, I think Penix is the most intriguing really. I mean, he's got, the, you know, the Joe Flacco arm. I mean, he's got that unbelievable arm, but then you got to, you got to do your due diligence on his body as far as all the surgeries he's had. Mm-hmm. And he did play behind an incredible line at university of Washington. So these are all, you know, these, this is going to be the ultimate evaluation. This is why you hired, hired Peters because you got to get this one, right. You know, you pick, you don't pick in the top five very often. And when you do, you got to pick the right guy. And if you don't believe me, you know, go ask uh, Frank Reich and the Carolina Panther people mm-hmm. how they're feeling about taking Bryce over CJ. Well, um, mm-hmm. right, for sure. I want to ask you, just getting back to, to um, Caleb, because you're over there, and I assume you, you have a good file on Caleb. What do you make of the off-the-field stuff or just the silly stuff, like the, the, the paint the nails, FU Irish, or whatever the hell he did? And um, I don't know, there's, it's just a there's a – there's something there that's a little off-putting. I don't know if those things bother me that much, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. I mean, I, I really, I just, I'm looking at the player and I'm saying, okay, he's, he, you know, he's, he's a, he's had a lot of success. He did have some emotional reactions to mm-hmm. certain things uh, this year. Uh, he lacks ideal size. I mean, he's. He's six one, you know, instead of like six four. I think May's got a little bit better stature. Um, I, I like Caleb. I like Caleb. I just don't know if he's the slam dunk number one. You know, uh, Rick Spielman saying he'd take him over guys like Peyton Manning and so on and so forth. <laughs> I don't know if I. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm there. <laughs> um, the stats are amazing. He can make plays off mm-hmm. off schedule, um, but. You know, I don't know. There's as far as you know, to me, Drake May seems a little bit more developed, a little bit more of a, of a proven commodity in the in the in the pocket. Um, you know, he's a bigger guy. He's he, they're, they're both very very young. Um, I just I, I like what I see with Drake May. I watched him a lot at Carolina, and the guy's got a tremendous arm, and he's a he's a really good decision maker. I don't know that you can go wrong though, to be honest. With either um, one, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, with either one there, it's, uh, you know, I, I think they're both going to be good NFL quarterbacks, but what you're looking for is transcendent. 
You know, you're looking for C.J. Stroud, right? Mm-hmm. You you want to make sure you get it right. And I would say I'd put a lot of credence in the meetings um, when you meet the kid and how do you feel about him personally? Totally. Because, and and also you got to find out there's there's the there's the game of football which you see on Saturdays and we see in the NFL on Sundays. But to me, being the best quarterback in the league has to be with, are you wed to the process of pro football? Do you live for the film? Do you, are, you know, everybody's looking at their watch. Are you looking at your watch saying, I got to get to the facility? Or are you at the facility looking at your watch saying, I got to get out of here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to find out what kind of guy he is and what really makes him tick. Does he, is he all in on football? Um, because you, you gotta be, I mean, you need your quarterback to be almost working coaching hours and you got to find out what his, what's his dedication to the craft. Talking to Larry Kruger, he's got the Krug Show on YouTube out in San Francisco. Well, you guys landed a quarterback in Brock Purdy. That wasn't the plan, but he has had a phenomenal season. Um, what are your expectations this weekend? Um, hopefully Purdy actually plays a full game in the playoffs because last year would have been different for you guys had he. Yeah, I mean, my expectation is they're, that they're going to play really, really well and win. But I do think that the offense is going to have to put up points because I think the Niner defense is going to struggle uh, to stop this Green Bay offense. I mean, you know, Purdy's had 21 days off. And, you know, so the first quarter of this game on, on Saturday night is going to be absolutely vital. They're going to have to establish a rhythm for a young quarterback who I don't really worry about him but um, just the, the rustiness is always a concern. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have to slow and stop and interrupt the incredible rhythm that um, Love brings into this thing. I mean, he, he's 21 touchdowns and one pick in the last 10 games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Green Bay doesn't have one good tight end. They got two good tight ends. They don't have two or three good receivers. They got five good receivers. And you know, uh, Gutekunst, the jet, the program, uh, the um, the personnel man there in Green Bay has done a spectacular job. I mean, his last two drafts have netted that team about sixteen or seventeen different players, many of which were starters. So, um, I think Green Bay's offense is going to be very, very challenging to stop. I, the Niners do. Um, I do expect a run-heavy game. I mean, Green Bay has given up 200-plus yards on the ground, I think, four times this year. I think the difference between the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers is the Niners can run the ball and stop the run, and Dallas can't do either. And uh, I picked Green Bay to beat them last week, um, and I think this is going to be pretty much of a shootout. But I think Purdy will make good decisions, and I think the 49ers will prevail. And how's McCaffrey's, uh, was it a hamstring that he injured? Well, you know, he's got a bunch of things. Yeah. I mean, he's got the knee, he's got a bunch of things. But, you yeah. know, he didn't practice at all last week, which okay. tells us that, you know, his injuries are not nothing. But right. uh, he's a tough guy. And um, Shanahan said he's, you know, chomping at the bit. He's been waiting for this his whole career. I expect him to be a major, major player Saturday night. Yeah. Krug, appreciate the Good time. Stuff. It's Larry Kruger. You can check him out on the Krug Show on YouTube. Thanks, pal. Good info, man. Anytime, fellas. Yep. Thank uh, you, buddy. Thanks, Larry. That's Larry Kruger. We still got Tony Skin joining us. 
He's the head coach at George Mason. He will join us at 945 here on the Junkies. Welcome back. Junkies come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. We've got the head coach at George Mason joining us shortly. Mm-hmm. They're off to a great start this season. Tony Skin has taken over as the head coach. But Travi put a couple of interesting topics in here about, um, I don't know, I would say the larger genre is fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of them has to do with what you do while you're traveling. Okay. I never travel ever. Tips. Do you think about what you're wearing for travel different than you mean like other times? Are you talking about plane mean, travel or I just try comfort is key. Yeah, of course. Try to like, like, I want to know if I'm going to go out to dinner. Oh, you know what I mean. It depends on what my, I'm doing. Am I going to a nice restaurant while I'm out? Oh yeah. My, you know what I mean. I, so, or do you mean the you actual bring, travel part? Air travel. Oh, yeah, I think it's just, at, yeah, as you're like flying or driving oh, somewhere, you're what just, you're wearing during that I like trip. To wear, sweat, I like I to wear sweat sweats pants. with zippers. Yeah. Make sure nothing falls out of my pocket. Yeah. And I don't like, you know, luckily I have the TSA pre, so I don't have to worry about the belt stuff. Do you think like about color? No, color, no. 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 Of course <laughs> not. Do you think about color ever? I mean, yes. Ever? Maybe, but certainly not when I'm flying. They're saying that you should be wearing red. Red. Why? Why I'm red? I'm a red guy. You know, airline yeah, Air should be flying first class. I mean, that's the reddest jacket. I'm a, uh, the reddest, <laughs> puffiest jacket this is I've my ever Lulu seen. Lemon silly, right? I mean, here. that is. Uh... By Do the you way, just have you... an orange one, or is it the same one? And I'm just colorblind. Maybe you're colorblind. This I feel like about... you had like an this orange is a one. Big too. silly, right here. Uh, that's a big puffy one. Oh, this one is so. <laughs> hey, did uh, Uschek's wife make that thing? Yeah. <laughs> no? No? She made Taylor Swift's jacket. Kyle Uschek. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. No, it doesn't have any numbers. No, Jersey 87, number. no Kelsey on there. Right. No, this is. <laughs> Look how big that is. That's a funny joke. But right now, right now, this yeah. is it. This, I'm I mean, so happy yeah, to have this. They would let him well, fly the plane. 15 degrees, degrees out. So red. I feel like you have a bunch of those big but thick the, jackets. But it's the red and red bearing. Yeah. Well, they say airline passengers wear red. Supposedly might be getting better service on airplanes when compared to their non-red clad I'm peers. I'm calling shenanigans. Why would you favor somebody just because they're wearing red? Just because it stands out? It, it says pops? airline staff. This is a theory. This is from a blog called Airplane Tips. Okay. I don't know how scientific it is. <laughs> yeah. But the theory is airline staff subconsciously perceive passengers in red as more important and as higher status leading to enhanced customer service experiences. Interesting. Why? I I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. I I don't think anybody (laughs) thinks you have any status when you're wearing sweats and a big puffy Lululemon jacket. You definitely don't have status if you're queuing up in a Southwest line. You have zero status. (laughs) (laughs) None whatsoever. But and I just want to be, just a, wanna be comfortable. Especially if you're like C45. Oh, yeah. Zero status this whatsoever. Is, this is according to two different publications, psychology related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. One is called the Journal of Evolutionary Psychology. Rag. The other one is, has, is the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. Boring. <laughs> Number one, red makes men feel more drawn to women. And number two, red can make you appear more powerful and dominant. I mean, I'm a, I'm a powerful, dominant guy. I'm an alpha. So if you wear your red on the plane, maybe you get your pretzels faster. I mean, if you're relying on the, the world's smallest bag of pretzels to get you 
your flight to Florida. <laughs> You're no. sadly mistaken. You always got to bring your own snacks. Yeah, I mean, come on. on. What am I, rookie? You got to be prepared. Is it my first rodeo? I mean, what do you wear when you go on a plane? He doesn't think about it. I just would wear, you wear like jeans? this. Jeans. Would you wear jeans? Yeah. Yeah, he wear jeants. But uncomfortable. Does some riding up on your Bozak? Yeah. I mean, you, you get some I'm not that, that uncomfortable in my jeans right now. Jeans are not uh, the greatest. Yeah. I never wear jeans on planes. Of course, I never go on planes. <laughs> yeah, you try to limit it as much as possible. When do you wear jeans? Only on weekends. If you're going to somewhere, you don't want to wear a hurt. You don't want to look like a loser. When you get dragged to Smithereens concerts while the Niners are playing. Right. You don't wear jeans around your house. That's like the most uncomfortable thing ever. I wear shorts around the house. Did I see something? I thought I saw I wear shorts and I've been a sweatshirt. It's not crazy. It's 70 degrees outside. Not inside my house. It comes through the windows. Yeah. I thought I saw something where JP was having a disagreement with somebody saying, why would I have more than one pair of jeans? That's not true. Was that, is you that, didn't was say that. Did you have a discussion with someone about that, JP? No, I think we talked on the air that my wife gave me two pair of jeans uh, for Christmas, and I returned one. I have, like, four. Right, that's that's probably enough. Probably only wear two of them, though. <laughs> right. Just wearing them out. I think I, I have just... one pair of jeans, which... It was like at my heaviest after the ACL, so that's like just in case <laughs> yeah. I balloon up too yeah, much. Chubby jeans, and then I also have. I actually, I think I have. Everyone's five. got a pair of chubby yeah. jeans. <laughs> I got a. I've got like got two pair of, of skinny jeans when I was like at my thinnest. Well, no, and I, I mean, no, probably should, not getting back there. None of us should be wearing skinny jeans in our. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying they're the the, you just the mean type. I'm saying when yeah, I was. I'm, really like I'm saying my waist size. Right now. I was I was like a thirty-two. Are you a baggy jean guy right now? I think I'm generally more baggy than a tidy jean guy. I've never seen tight jeans on campus. Yeah, Chase is not going to wear anything for fit. I mean, you totally could. Yeah, but it's just weird. Like fifty-three years old, we wear tight-fitting jeans. It's well, like a weird just Somewhat stylish. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that ship sailed. Huh? <laughs> baggy loose jeans are back in. Yeah, they, stylish. They are in my I house. Just, I just bought um, a pair of like light. Blue, very, very light blue, like almost like white jeans. They're they're light blue, mm-hmm. but they're not like navy. Yeah, in my they're like kids Se- were, Seinfeld jeans. They were making fun of me. Oh, they were goofing yeah. on you. And I'm like, these are probably too light, but I'm not going to return them. No, no, I'm talking about white blue. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like <laughs> almost way like acid wash type. Almost like yeah. acid wash. Oh, I definitely had pairs. But of I feel those like that's coming back. School. It all comes around. In high yeah. school, I had the gray acid wash mm-hmm. too. I just remember cuffing the bottom of my jeans so tight with, with the all, boots. Yeah. yeah, we were way ahead with of like the curve. Dock siders. We were way ahead of the curve on the whole. Um, what do you call those things that with the with the sm- uh, jogger? Right, the whole jogger. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I still can't get over the picture of Awad when we went bowling. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst cuff job on his jeans that I've ever seen. He has By the way, folded up way. He was high. claiming when I did his hit hit on his show a couple weeks ago. Was he got some girlfriend or something now? Like he's got did some he, girl situations. Something, really? yeah. What's his deal? What's his deal? It's not for me to say. Why? So he's got a girl. Blind women need boyfriends too. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, I'll uh, ask uh, him about it when I do. I you know how, do a show today. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a, a hint. You know how his last girl was thick Megan Fox. Okay. Yeah. Years ago. In, like yeah. in the middle of COVID, and he went up there and. No, no. He had an actual like regular girl he was seeing. Okay. And he, and he, when and was he, this? Five years ago or something? Yeah. Yeah. And so he desc- I said, well, what does this girl look like? And he, he said, it's a poor man Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> well, Has anybody ever described his own girl as a poor man's <laughs> anything? 
<laughs> you would just say she kind of looks like that means he knows she's nubs i actually don't i haven't seen a picture of her <clears throat> does he he, he, he he's, he's doing not the, gonna put anything on like his no nah, he's doing the she doesn't have instagram bit Oh, that's when you're really embarrassed. Is that a super red flag? Yeah. Doesn't we, have the we, gram? We'll get him on. Yeah. Tomorrow. That, me- that means, you know, right. play on the old line. Destitute. Destitute. Oh, jeez. <laughs> she might be money. If you describe your wife as a poor man's, she ain't money, your girlfriend, whatever. <laughs> if you say she's a poor man's, whatever, Taylor Swift or what, any, use any fill in the blank. Right, you should just say she kind of looks like Scar Joe. Yeah, she kind of looks like you see a little resemblance to Scarlett <laughs> you Johansson. He just misspoke. You know? Yeah, I don't know. No, He's he a dog. He knew what he was saying. <laughs> He's basically saying she's kind of nubs, but you know what can I do? I'm, you know, I'm thirty. I'm gross. I got eczema. <laughs> you love You're Amber. You've missed Amber. You yeah. missed having him around. You missed bullying. Just waiting to set the sights on Mike Marr over there. No, Mike is too like Mike Marr. He's, he's too, too nice, positive. To yeah, he's, he's so upbeat. He's sweet. I do feel like we've beaten a little of the positivity out of him. Hmm. Like he's getting a little. But more he's not annoying. No, he's not no. annoying at all. Yeah, but it's also the time. Like he's having to wake up like yeah. <laughs> day but after day. Mike Marr day used to come in here and high five us every day. You know, yeah. As like yeah. kid, Fist come bump. on. Yeah, the sleep schedule is. Uh, it's it's. Not oh, getting to me, but you know, starting yeah. to wear. He's taking out a little of your yeah. enthusiasm for life. Yeah, he's it? a little tired every morning. You're not quite as enthusiastic about life, are you? Hey, why weren't you here yesterday? Was you snowed out? No, no I was. Uh, yeah, I was just doing the work from home bit, just a little remote. Yeah, it's fine. We don't so, care. I'm jealous. But you know, everybody else drove in. Yeah. <laughs> Won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> But have, have we – the hours have sucked the life out of you a little bit? No, like – so it's not really my New Year's resolution, but I just don't take naps anymore. I started it like a couple of weeks ago because I used to go home, take naps, and then come back in here fired up. But now it's just like I'm trying to fill my day with like other productive things. So I'm just a little more tired when I don't get the full seven, eight hours of sleep. Yeah. The, the short answer is, E.B., Yes. Yeah. The hours. Yeah, the hours are getting sapped a little. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Natural. Well, you don't want quite that swagger you used to have. <laughs> I get it. It happens to the best of us. All right. Coming up next, we're going to be joined by the head coach of the George Mason basketball team, Tony Skin, who used to play at George Mason. Um, back in the day, so he'll join us next here on the Junkies. All right. It is a game show Wednesday, cakes. Brought to you by our friends at MGM National Harbor. Go check out their $200,000 guaranteed tournament. Six flights between now and Saturday. Wow. One starts today at 10.15. It's a big deal. We're not doing an actual game because we argued about Dak Prescott Mm -hmm. for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But we'll do the Caller 10 game right now to hook you up with tickets to go see the Wizards in action against the Nuggets. That's coming up Sunday, January 21st. At Capital One Arena, it's Kids Day at Capital One Arena, presented by Ticketmaster. The first 5,000 fans will take home a G-Wiz Squishy. For tickets and more event info, visit 947thedrive.com slash contests. But 10th caller at 800-636-1067 will hook you up with those tickets. And stay tuned for your chance to win tickets to go see Hootie and the Blowfish at Jiffy Lube Live. But right now, we're joined by... Guy who played basketball at George Mason. Mm-hmm. Very good player. And now he's the head coach at George Mason. 
Yes, coach sir. Tony Skin. Hey, Coach. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's up, man? Thanks hey, for joining man. us. Yeah, um, thanks for absolutely. Thanks, thanks for having me on, man. And congratulations on uh, getting your, your head job. I know you're an assistant uh, for a lot of years, bouncing around in Ohio State and Terps and you know, coach at your alma mater is pretty cool. That's very cool. I was yeah. at the GW game, Coach, and we'll start off with that. Um, okay. And it had to have been frustrating for you as a coach. I mean, you guys got a lot of good looks in the first half, just couldn't knock yeah. anything down. I Real mean, quick, Jason. Good look, yeah. I was told that we need to tell Coach to move his camera down, that he's not on screen. Oh, is that uh, right? He needs to reposition his laptop or whatever he's using. Got it. Let's I didn't get him on screen. I didn't even know he was on video. Oh, there it is. There, <laughs> there it is. you go. Now it's right, right in the middle. There you go. There you go. Now we're good. Um, so what I was saying is uh, first half, you guys just, I think you barely shot 20%, maybe a little bit over it. But you had a lot of good looks, just couldn't knock anything down. And then there was a pretty big deficit because G-Dub was making some shots, making some, yeah. some threes on the other side. Um, that was just one of those first halves that, um, you know, it's tough to battle back from. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, I've said it before, you know, everybody in this league is so good and you just can't spot teams' um, points, especially, you know, 11, 12 points on the road. And um, like you said, I mean, I didn't think that from an execution standpoint, um, I thought we executed, but we just missed a lot of bunnies. We missed a couple open threes. And, you know, next thing you know, you're going into halftime down 12. And, um, you know, it's just hard to do against a really, really good team, a coach team a well-coached team. And, you know, James Bishop is arguably one of the best players in this league. And once he gets cooking, um, you know, that 11-point, you know, 12-point deficit, it really feels like 20, especially on the road. And so um, mm-hmm. it was frustrating, but but we fought back. And I think we cut it down to, I believe, five right. um, in, a, in the second half. And, you know, a couple of things that didn't go our way. But we, we've got we've got to get off to um, better starts. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm curious. I think we met you back when you were playing at George Mason. When did you realize you wanted to go into coaching? Like, when does that happen for you? Or is it something that you knew all along that eventually, no. once your playing career was done, you wanted to stay in the game of basketball? No. So it's it's just you know it's the full circle of life. I would say, um, you know, I was I was obviously playing at a pretty good level in Europe, and um, coming from the Olympics, I signed a two year um, deal with um, you know a Euroleague team, and so. I get hurt in the Olympics and ends up being a, um, a career ending injury. And so hmm. for the first time in 30, 31 years, I'm scratching my head. Like, you know, what am I about to do now? You know, basketball is done. And so I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And coaching was definitely not in the plan. Um, I mean, I, I even remember just my first summer and um, being around AE basketball, I, I was like so surprised because the landscape had changed so much. Um, that's how far removed I was from even thinking about coaching. Um, you know, but again, one thing led to another, started coaching AAU, started working, um, at a local, um, charter school where I had a couple guys that ended up being some really good players. And, you know, one thing led to another and, and it was kind of the plan. Um, but I got lucky, you know, Eric Conkle, who was an assistant here at George Mason for Coach L and, um, an assistant with Coach L at Miami, he ends up getting the, uh, Louisiana Tech job. And he and I were really close. We had a good relationship and we would talk about it, but, I wasn't expecting to be his first hire when he gets his first head job, and um, that's just kind of how I got into it. Wow. Now here you are. And, you know, every time we have a head coach, whether it's basketball or football, we always have to ask him, hey, coaching so much different now. I mean, just think about when Coach L was coaching you. He didn't have to deal with NIL and transfer portal. And your first year at Mason, you go out and get 
Darius Maddox, who I watched play at Virginia Tech for a few years. My daughters went there. And then you go out to UNLV and get Keyshawn. And then you have to go to UNC Wilmington and pull in Amari Kelly. So you got uh, your top three scorers are all transfer kids. That yeah. you know that that's something you were never used to. I mean, as an assistant, I'm sure you had to deal with some of that. But um, the world has changed, my my man. It's definitely changed. Yeah, it's a it's it's a different landscape for sure. And you know, I did it. You know, as an assistant, and obviously, um, recruiting is something I take pride in, and I'm doing it as a head coach. But it's um you got to figure it out because that's the landscape. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm I, I like the portal um, just because at the end of the day, um, in the landscape that we're in, you know, kids are going to have great seasons. Um, they're going to have bad seasons. Um, kids are not going to feel comfortable in a certain type of, pro, you know, a certain type of offense or whatever it may be. And they should have options as long as it makes sense. I think that's where the portal's kind of gone a little bit too mm-hmm. um, wild for me, just because a lot of times um, it, it, if the basketball doesn't make sense, why jump in the portal? Um, and so, you know, hopefully, um, I don't have to do as much work, uh, this off season as I did when I got the job. What, what about NIL? Like at, at your level, we know at the very, very, very top, I like, guess guys are paying outrageous sums to get guys. I mean, you, I assume you still have to have a budget for that, right? For NIL yeah, you at your be, level. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you've got to be, um, you got to be competitive and, you know, we do have a, we do have a collective that supported um you know that initiative but you know again for me it's always it's always about the basketball situation yeah um because at the end of the day you can go get nil and if 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 it's a bad basketball situation um you're probably not going to get your nil that's just the reality of it i know a lot of people don't talk about it but there's just a lot of bad stuff going on um and again i'm for nil but it just needs to be you know it needs to be done the right way because again you know, kid goes to, you know, X, Y, and Z university and he's promised something. Um, and then he starts playing five minutes a game. He's not going to get anything. And then that might be his last basketball check. And so, um, you know, it has to make sense. Hey, Tony, you mentioned the Olympics. So you played for Nigeria and I just mm-hmm. looked it up. You guys played the U.S. 156 to 73. What do you mm-hmm. remember about that game? That score. That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, who was on the – I guess Mello led the way for the Americans. Who oh, else was man. on that squad? Like Harden oh, might have been on it. Man. Yeah. James Harden, yeah. you know, Carmelo. I mean, Kobe Bryant. Who'd you have um, to check? Uh, so, I was guarding Chris Paul. Mm. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that's that was that was one of the best experiences. Um, you know, I still think about um, – there was a fast break, man. I'm a pretty fast guy, and I, I did this all my career where I would run down and – you know, swipe down and get a steal. Um, and I just remember trying to do that to Kobe Bryant, man. He just gave me a little nudge and I flew across the floor. And, <laughs> and I, I, I learned I learned the difference between a, a real alpha um, and, and, and an average basketball player, man. So it was a, it, it was, it was a great experience. Um, we obviously got our, blo- you know, our doors blown off. Um, but it was definitely a cool experience, man. All right, Tony, man. Continued success there at Mason. Get- We're rooting for you. Let's and, get a win against the Bonnies this weekend. Yeah, much a much much needed win. You know, these guys got a chance to take a day off. Um, yesterday we had, you know, we played two games in basically 36 hours, and mm-hmm. I, I've never been a part of that. Not doing a season conference play, and so these guys deserve the day, and hopefully we can get back on track at home on uh, on Saturday. Yes, sir. 13 and two start, best ever by a Patriots first year head coach Tony Skin. Thanks for joining Fox. us, pal. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yep. it. All right. Thank you, Coach Skin. He looked really good in his suit. 
at the oh, Smith yeah, Center. Nice and thin. Caputo, Coach Caputo and his staff and their team, they were wearing T-shirts. Okay. Uh-huh. MLK, because MLK, they right. were wearing MLK T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, skin looked really good in his suit. And they're going to they're gonna be fine. They're going to be fine. They're on a three-game losing streak. They get mm-hmm. the Bonnies at home on Saturday. But um, they've got some really good players, good athletes. Hey, we said we were going to give you a chance mm-hmm. to win some Hootie and the Blowfish tickets right now. Caller number 10 will hook you up with a pair of tickets. Summer Camp with Trucks Tour hits uh, Jiffy Lube Live Saturday, August 17th. Tickets are on sale right now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. That's courtesy of Live Nation. Hey, when you were talking about the uh, – and we'll do caller 10, you win the tickets. When you mentioned um, your wife mentioning the smithereens, mm-hmm. when you then tell her, don't you know what's going on? What's her reaction? Hasn't she had that reaction a million times? Yeah, but she actually likes watching the games too. She, so she she just kind of forgot about it. You know, She likes watching playoff football, right? but she just she doesn't think about it like I do. I think about it every mm-hmm. day. Yeah. It just, <laughs> she, it's off her radar. She doesn't think about it. <laughs> yeah. But she'll be fine. We'll, we'll watch the games, and um, you know, we might have some people over or go to right. our friend's house, and she'll be fine with it. You can listen to the smithereens on Spotify. Next time smithereens come to town, we're there. But just not this Saturday. As long as it's not on a game day. Correct. Right. That's the key. Needs to be a summer. Yeah, that's a summer activity. All right, we got to get out of here for Bish Bucks Cakes, EBM, JP. We will see you tomorrow. B. Mitch and Finley up next here on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 